Jesus I Christ. told all these good stories and now they're lost. Yeah, they're lost to the winds. Yeah. How does one start a podcast? <coughs> what? Uh, so you've deleted stuff. Yep. We have plenty of storage. Yep. We should have plenty of battery because I replaced all the batteries before I went to PAX. Looks And full. then we never used it at PAX. Yeah. Yep. But I'm you were prepared. That's I was prepared. Matters. Yeah. yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> Preparedness. Prepared. All right. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. Yep. I think yep. so. We are broadcasting. <clears throat> I'm scared. You don't have to be scared. <laughs> um, Not really. Let's Add some drama. Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 57, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, and everything in between. It's the 24th of October 2019, and my name is Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. And we have another Matt. I'm also Matt. Hello. Oh my God. Two Matts. <laughs> yeah. I know. Double the pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's Matt Overload. Yeah. <laughs> Like across the table from each other. Yeah, we balance each other out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> making the feng shui in the room correct. We have one mat with two T's, hmm. second mat with one T. Hmm. Yes, that's Cum- not going to be confusing at all. Cumulatively three T's. Yeah. True. Two M's, Triple two threat. A's, three T's. Good. I'm glad we saw <laughs> that one. Excellent. <laughs> so Matt, Cat, and Kong. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, You're a person very... who exists in the Discord. I am. Yes. Quite often. Mm. You're also foil. a person who uh, streams on Twitch with your wife, Ragdoll. I try to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Tired Parents stream. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just Tired Parents as is the handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so give us a, I don't know, tell us, how have you ended up in this room right now? How have you <laughs> been a, a gamer? Here. Played games and then turned up here randomly. Maybe not randomly. Well, Maybe invited. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was out the front and I looked all lonely and John just let me <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, some true. pizza. Yeah, you he had like a, a CRT in his hand. <laughs> You've got a beard. Come inside. <laughs> <laughs> Beards are required here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that a craft independent beer you're holding? <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how did you start gaming? Um, tell us a little bit about your history. Uh, so from the start, um, my neighbour, when I was very young, had a NES. Mm-hmm. And I went around his place one day and he's like, oh, hey, let's play this thing that I got. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, different from the action figures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, we went up because the only TV they had in the whole house was in their parents' room. And I think oh, it was that's like, handy. Yeah. It was mm. like a whopping, I think it was like a 14-inch or something TV at the time. <laughs> <clears throat> and we Huge. sat on um, his parents' bed, uh, waterbed, playing Duck Hunt, <laughs> which was hilarious. Cause oh, you I could, like this. <clears throat> yeah, I like, like this environment <laughs> this is happening in. This is, this is yeah, fantastic. Not, not, not they also satin sheets? There probably was. I couldn't tell you. So not only are you sort of moving around, you're sort of slipping around as yeah. well. Yeah, well, you could throw each other off because you'd bounce on the bed and then and then you couldn't aim properly because, yeah, on this tiny TV great. that was in the corner of the room and the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bed is like a good metre and a half away from the TV. 
Nice. And, yeah, and then I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. Like, what is this magical device that plugs into the TV? And then was that an accessory, the waterbed? You plug it into the NES. <laughs> <laughs> it was a feature. <laughs> the Nintendo waterbed. <laughs> um, and then yeah, um, from there I told my auntie at the time, uh, who was like fairly young as well. And she was like, oh, yeah, we have a, a thing that plugs into the TV that does stuff. Hmm. And I played the Atari 2600 for the first time. Ah. And I still have that Atari 2600. Oh, really? It, it was in PAX. I, oh, brought, wow. I brought it with me because Aaron was worried that his might not work. Oh, wow. And it didn't. This PAX. <laughs> this PAX. Yes. Oh, wow. Last year, Aaron's um, 2600 was hooked up. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that with the way he's modded it, he may have done something not exactly right. Mm. And so it doesn't like the TVs it packs and yeah. mine's just a straight up comp mod. So, right, yeah, it just works. Because mm. uh, I didn't want to go fiddling with it too much because I thought it's essentially a, fairly, a family heirloom at this mm. point. And I was like, I'll just mm. modify it so it runs on new TVs so I can appreciate it. And then that's it. Mm. Mm. But even then, did you feel weird fiddling around with your... Yes. Original Atari twenty six hundred. I know why I would. I, I did, <laughs> but I also got a Vader at the same time, and I thought, well, out of the two, mm. I probably want to mess with the Junior rather than the Vader. Yeah, yeah no. So I the Vader I've left. Yep. Stock standard. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> it's next to um, a bunch of other stuff on my shelves, mm-hmm. and the Junior is modified. But I also did peel off the sticker that was covering the uh, silver strip on the front. Since new, hmm. I was like, hmm. I'm just gonna because it was like starting to get all brown around yep. the edges of the sticker uh, on the yeah. inside. I was like, yep. I'm just gonna have to take this off and hmm. clean it. And yeah, but hmm. then it's like brand new, yeah, it was essentially brand new, <laughs> and it's great. I gave it a good clean, hmm. and I'm very, very careful with it, hmm. except for when my son tries to rip it off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen, yeah. Hmm. And then after that, I got a uh, Master System 2. For oh, yeah. Christmas, because mm-hmm. my mum was like, oh, you like this thing, but, you know, we leave that at Nan's place and you can play it over there so we don't have to buy two things and I'll get you a Master System 2 and, hmm. yeah, then I went onwards and upwards from there. Didn't it have uh, Alex Kidd? Yes, built? built in. Of course. Yeah, and I had uh, Sonic 2. Those, oh, yeah. those are the two games that I had. Hmm. Everything else was rented. Right. Mm. So mm-hmm. I just kind of... I don't think that's uncommon. Yeah. Mm. Dabbled in a, in a bit of everything. Mm. So, And mm. then when I bought a Sonic 2 years, years later, um, I ended up getting one that was like an ex-rental copy. And I was like really just happy because it still had the sticker on the back saying like, Sick video, <laughs> please return, void if removed. And I was like, this makes me happy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I, I wasn't a... Like I had that and I was just so impressed with consoles and games and everything i just mm-hmm. wanted as much as possible hmm. i didn't care whether it was a sega and nintendo whatever hmm. i was just like i just i want to play it all hmm. give it to me and so, so you don't have any allegiances <clears throat> you're not a nintendo guy you're not a sega guy you're not a sony guy you're not a microsoft guy you when, just play games when i got to high school uh-huh. that's when i drew the line right and i said like my mate he had an Xbox. He got it for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And his brother got a phone plan at the time, and it came with a PS2. So oh. I got this phone plan with a PS2. That's an interesting he had phone an Xbox. Plan. So we went down and we rented again. 
we rented the same game for each console. So we got right. Tony Hawk's Three, and there oh, was something else. There was another game, but I just vividly remember Tony Hawk's Three. Mm-hmm. So we got game for each and we sat down for a good half hour and we played each one successively and we're hmm. just like xbox really that's the one we want wow <laughs> and then i knew no one else with a ps2 so like growing up i knew like maybe two people with a computer hmm. one person with a console hmm. and that was it yeah right. everyone hmm. else like this weird thing called cricket well, I was just like cricket. Yeah, what is this cricket <laughs> and football? I don't know. So hmm. yeah, then I just kind of stuck with the Microsoft, and I was very much a fanboy. I hmm. will hmm. ashamedly admit oh, that I was very much a fanboy. But interesting. <clears throat> I bought a Wii before I bought a PS3 because I thought it was still better than a PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I got to the current gen, I was like, you know what? They're all good. Mm. They all have mm. their ups. They all have the downs. Yeah, that's right. I've got like two PS3s now and four Wii's because people just keep handing them to me. <laughs> like There's a lot of Wii's out there. Yeah, mm. they really are. Yeah, like People just go, mm. oh, you like games? Here, I bought your consoles. I'm like, yes. And then I open it up and it's a Wii. <laughs> like, oh, here's another bag. Oh, it's all it's the, a Wii. Yeah, no, it's all like the attachments. It's a bat. Oh, yeah, it's a bat. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A golf club yeah. and a tennis racket. Yeah, yeah. hand weights or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have any hand weights. I've got, I've got a Wii Fit that I've never used. Oh. I don't have any of those. Hmm. I think they were branded too. They were like... There was some specific brand. Like it was... Hmm. Oh, I can't remember. Some yeah, fitness Matt brand. found other yeah. Matt. Uh, found what were they? Side of the roads on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, like Everlast dumbbells. Everlast, yeah. Mm. You stick a Wii remote in. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you, you know, yeah. doing your bicep curls with. Yeah. Whatever the I don't even know what game it goes with. Now you need to get like the what was it the uh, the Zumba dance ones. I think huh? I'm pretty sure there's Zumba ones as well. <laughs> Just round out your set. What Just could you along. even do with that? Like, is it, it for Wii Fit? It counts the the, the, the curls for you. Yeah, I, I think there's some games. Modern some games technology. <laughs> Spent six hundred dollars to have a machine count my bicep curls. <laughs> Yeah, the funny thing about that was that you... I can't remember where you mentioned it. It might have been on the Discord that you you saw this brand new in-box oh. weights for Wii. No one wanted it. They were unopened. No, even for free. No, there was two boxes and they both unopened. Mm. Like, you know, the, the things are in there looking brand new, all in the plastic wrapping and everything. Yep. No one yeah. wanted them. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> oh, Denny why. says uh, he's an Xbox people too. Well, <laughs> Ben can hook us up with an Xbox 360. I asked him. He said, "Oh, I got to get rid of all these 360s." I'm like, "He was can... giving them away." Yeah, yeah. Like, you can pass them on my direction. Like, I always need a 360. <laughs> <laughs> I need faceplates because all the faceplates do what that one there has done, where the uh, USB cover doesn't close. Oh, like the little spring, the retainer for the spring just breaks, yeah. and yeah, they right. just maintain open all the time and i hate it hmm. drives me crazy your ocd about yeah, yeah. it has to be closed <laughs> it's meant to shut <clears throat> i do have like a brand new faceplate in a box but it's like a camouflage one and i can't bring myself to put yeah. it yeah no that's a bit weird yeah it's mm. very mid mid 2000s mm. yeah yeah should have thrown it out so. with my camo pants but you know <laughs> cargo nice. shorts but yeah so you're um you stream now, tired parents. <clears throat> yes. Um, 
How often do you guys do that? I mean, obviously, you're tired parents, so you don't do it as often as you would like to. Yes. But um, as far as I understand, you've got a pretty good audience going. and Yeah, like some days are better than others. Hmm. It depends. Like we've got a lot of people who watch from either New Zealand, so mm-hmm. they're two hours ahead of us. So mm-hmm. if we start streaming at nine, it's already 11 o'clock for them. Right. Mm. So it's a bit late. Yep. But then uh, we've got a few people from Scotland and stuff that watch us as well. Mm. So it's like first thing in the morning for them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's it's good for them, but they're like, oh, yeah, we have to go to work now. Mm. <laughs> we, we have to like go about our day. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We usually try it. We used to do it three nights a week and then we moved how often we went to like family dinner and stuff and other engagements and yeah and now it's down to two normally we stream on fridays mm. but i've had to cancel this week for obvious reasons <laughs> yeah mm. there might be something else going on yeah something mm. else i got invited out for barefoot bowls as well i'm like ah. oh sorry i've i've already got you know i've already uh, had to cancel well we feel very privileged <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, nice. And you guys stream like modern games, classic games, retro games, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. We usually try and find co-op stuff mm-hmm. because it's more fun to get angry and yell at each other as a couple and mm. yep. get that frustration Not out. Not that that happens outside of games <clears throat> at all. No no. No, no, no. no. We don't scream at each other. No, no it's never. <laughs> Happy families. Yeah, yeah. The best stream was the uh, New Year's Eve stream. 2018 mm. New Year's Eve. Oh. Uh, in 2019. This? I don't even remember that one. <laughs> it must have been that good. <laughs> yeah. They all become a blur after a while. Well, there was a lot of drinking. I oh, remember that part. Right. yeah. <laughs> That's when I got my wife to play Dark Souls for the first oh. time. And how did she like, enjoy Dark Souls? Uh, she didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right, I'll play this Dark Souls thing you keep talking about. And <laughs> she like died maybe like five times in the first 10 minutes. And she's uh-huh. like, all right, I'm done with this now. Like, <laughs> I figured this is how it would go, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. I was proud of her for even attempting. Mm. Like it was just one of those things. Where I, I mean, the name like, Dark Soul, Souls doesn't sound intimidating whatsoever. No, no, no. it sounds like it's a nice, nice Hello happy Kitty game. roller rescue. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So yes, um, we will move on to other matters. Uh, see what I did there? Matters, Lol, Mat- good matters. One. Completely by accident. <laughs> but, you <Smooth>. know, hilarious. <laughs> we have a gift from a reader. Oh, what? Yes, this will be a complete surprise to you guys, and it was a complete surprise to me that this is a thing that has happened. We have received a gift from a person who listens to the podcast. Wow. I know. It's kind of (laughs) scary, but it's also kind of cool. That is cool. Yes. So, Carrie, we know Carrie, Mm, right? Yeah. He's been listening to the podcast for forever. Pretty much since the beginning, um, he has sent in this bottle opener, Ooh. but it comes with a message, mm. and it says, and I have to read off the screen here, <laughs> Yo, GTS team, another piece to add to the increasing talk of banana monkey ball, joysticks, shafts, and general knob talk. <laughs> Enjoy this part of Newcastle history. Helps with opening all those beers to keep up the great work. Play some Bank Panic on Main. Oh, which is kind of random. He may, he may or may not know. I acquired Bank Panic on Master System. Oh yeah, oh. somewhere. It's is that there. any good? Yeah. It's in the it's in the fancy display cabinet. Yeah, so it must be good. Hmm. 
Well, yeah. well, it's bad, which is why it's locked away. Yeah, so you can't play it. <laughs> like no, Road, all Road the Avenger stuff is in there. We've got Road Avenger in there, so that's obviously good. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's my favorite Sega CD game. <laughs> um, so, yes, he's given us a gift. And Thank you. What it is, is a bottle opener on a card, and the card on the back has that message. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of... Matt, you're sitting right next to me. How would you describe this bottle opener? Uh, oh, is is it a wharf? Well, it's a Kinda. big long thingy. I can see a seagull poking through the the hole at the top, which mm-hmm. is pretty cute. Actually, uh-huh. yep, yep. Is it? Is it? So there's a long shaft. Yeah, it's a very long shaft. Yeah, and there's a thing at the end. Is it a bell end? That's <laughs> what that means. So, <laughs> Queen's Wharf Tower. Is it a building? Yes, so full transparency, I lived in Newcastle for quite a while. Mm. I'm not proud of this fact, (laughs) Uh, but I did. And there's this place on the wharf in Newcastle. I can't remember what it's actually called, but it would say that on that card somewhere. Is there a tower that looks like a dick? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Cool. And locals like to call it the knob. Wait, that's on the top of the building. Yeah. Well, no. well, it's like a big shaft and then a big sort of <laughs> head on the top. Um, and we call it the knob. It is very phallic. <laughs> it is. Um, and it's proudly made in Newcastle. Mm. And the, the website for going to purchase said items is, what is it? Getyourhandsonit.com yeah. or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I went there oh, today yeah, and that URL Get your URL hand on ones. Oh, really? I'll get your hand on Get your on hand one. on one. Okay. Yep. It's an unforgettable collectible. Oh, well. I, I don't yes. think I'm going to forget it. That's what it says right on there. It's unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately it's a bottle it with a long shaft. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. It's very rough, actually. <clears throat> kind of ribs, ribs would edge. you say? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ribs for her pleasure. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting place around there. I remember going out a few times and... Um, did you just see what I saw? What did you what? see? <laughs> On the back wow. of uh-huh. the bottle opener. Uh-huh. Did, have you seen this? No. It says, what comes up must go down. Oh. No, what goes well, up must true. come down. Yeah. Eventually it does. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Is it still standing there? I think so. With a proceeds to hunt a prostate cancer. Justice? <laughs> it's never coming down. Um, I love the little tip at the top, too. That's just... Well, you know. Mm. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, I've, I've gone out a few times in that particular venue. So you have the tower, but at the bottom of that is a bar sort of pub thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one time I was standing sort of at the side of the bar. It was packed, absolutely packed. And uh, just drinking my drink, talking to friends. And this guy, who just got his drink, walked past, then just punched me in the stomach, and kept on walking. I was like, ah, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like a a full-on punch, or no? It was kind of it was kind of tame. I mean, I didn't really feel it or anything like that. But it's it was one of those things where he he was a shorter gentleman. And, you know, me being a tall person, I think some people feel like they just need to, I don't know, prove themselves in some way. And because the place was packed, you know, punched in the stomach and then he just disappeared into the crowd and I had no idea 
where this person went or anything like that. I was kind of like, ah, yeah, okay, whatever. And I kept drinking my drink and talking to my friends. It was fine. Prison rules. Take on the largest guy there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird place. Mm. I'm sure it's changed a lot since I lived there Mm. about 20 years ago. Mm. Especially around that area, it's uh, there's a lot of apartments that are built up there now. I'm sure there's indie beer. You can probably buy indie beer there now. <laughs> mm. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of hipster a little bit. Mm. But back in the day, it was a little bit rough and uh, a little bit weird. Mm. Mm. But it had the knob. Yeah, Do you think it feels up. insecure with all the condos going up around it? <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. I brought up a picture of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that looks um, even more phallic. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. reminds Mm. me of the space probe a bit, (laughs) but it's like round on the top, Mm. as it should be. Mm. Cast a long shadow. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you so much for that, Kerry. That's really, really awesome. Actually, Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to see that the readers appreciate what we're doing. Um, It's always nice to. Get some acknowledgement that what we do is is appreciated by the people out there. So, mm. yeah, it's really, really cool. And we might even open a beer with that tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm I, sure we will. I feel oh. like we need we've to got, keep the card. Yeah, we definitely need to keep the card. We need to keep this. Because it's got his handwritten message on the back. Ooh. It's like I've touched Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes to us via Ben Benassi, because um, so it's, it's kind of a weird thing so ben uh teaches up in newcastle uni even though he lives where i live in sydney um and so he's met carrie through newcastle uni because carrie goes to newcastle uni he's doing his phd there so they've met up a couple of times talking about various you know what academics talk about i guess um and yeah that's where it's come from so there you go (laughs) it's cool um, then he says, is it a banana opener? I guess you could use it to do that. Hmm. hmm. I never thought of that before. I think you probably could. It might maul the top. <laughs> but ultimately, it would open a banana. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, technically, everyone's opening bananas wrong anyway. You're meant to open it from the other end, not from the yeah. really? curvy bit. Yeah. yeah. That's meant to be the handle. And then you, like, poke in the brown bit at the bottom. And it splits right. apart, and then you yeah. can peel it easier. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is news to me. Yeah. I eat a banana mm. every day, and I never knew this. Yeah. Is that what the monkeys do? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I'm bringing all the revelations to this house tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy talk. <laughs> so you poke the, bana- the the brown bit at the bottom. Yeah. Well, you can right. kind of squeeze the end, oh, and it should crack, I guess, yeah. the split, and then you, you can squeeze it, or you poke it, or hmm. yeah. whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> I'm sure it's you... It's better. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Ah, well, we're learning everything tonight. It's it's all good.
so tonight we've got a particular topic to talk about, and that's um, this podcast will be a PPP post podcast. No, post packs podcast. <laughs> I got it right the second time. Post packs podcast. Uh, almost all of us went to packs this year. John didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool because you decided to, to go to BPAC instead Yep, over in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. We've talked a shitload about BPAC and how amazing it was and awesome, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But packs this year, uh, myself, Matt with two T's and Matt with one T went, as well as a bunch of other people. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about what we thought about packs this year. It was good. Right, that's the end of the review. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. And uh, <laughs> I got a T-shirt, and I'm wearing it appropriately tonight. I have noticed this. <laughs> I almost didn't want to bring it up. Wow. But well, vi- visual jokes don't play very well on a podcast. No, either. generally not. Generally no. not. But it is a cool T-shirt. It is. You know, like looking at your T-shirt right now brings up a thing that I was thinking about. The entire packs, the entire four days that I was in Melbourne... And the three days that I attended PAX, looking at the, you know, the, the signage and all that kind of stuff, why does it look like melted cheese? I honestly don't know. Mm. But that's what everyone referred to it as, mm. melting cheese. Mm. Is it? I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought okay, so. I thought it was like something I else, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Or butter or I don't know. Mm. Snort. So no one knows why. No. no. It's just okay. their theme okay. for that year. Last year was mm. all like, I think, garbled sort of ASCII. And dithering and stuff. Was it? Yeah, it was like shapes, I think. Hmm. Yeah. But okay. there, was, there was a lot of like sort of that um, basic sort of font. Hmm. That real sharp, blocky sort of C64 basic font to everything. Because I have a yeah, really wow. big um, game mat, which is like a gigantic mouse pad that I actually rolled out to use. Hmm. Um. And it's designed like that, like it's got like, it's all divided into black and yellow squares oh, and yeah. it's like dithered yeah. and it's got like all random oh. ASCII sort of stuff along it. Yeah, so, right. And it's like, you look close enough, it says packs eventually in the yeah. pattern. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Oh. Yeah. Like it doesn't say it all neatly. It's got like a P in one corner and then it's got the A down the bottom and then the X up the top. And yeah. then if you look closely, it kind of says 18 and it's got a couple of other letters. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't even, yeah didn't even notice last year but this year just seemed so i don't know just in your face i mean there's this melting letters Mm. but i don't know i guess it doesn't really mean anything i like it it. must mean something yeah we just don't know what it is there's another shirt that i like the design better and it was like um it's basically like a maxibon so it said packs but it looked like you were looking at a maxibon from the side (laughs) like it had that sort of ice cream sandwich (laughs) maxibon's pretty good yeah and I, i liked it but it was a black shirt and right. I already own like five million black shirts, mm-hmm. so I figured mm-hmm. go for a light coloured shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone wondering at home, the Maxibon race thing was there again this year. Yeah, oh, it was. Oh, yes. We, we didn't watch it though, did we? No, I didn't see it. No. <laughs> when we were packing up, we were dragging everything out from packs and we're carrying these two huge boxes like full of old computers and cables and stuff. And these enforcers are there and they've got boxes of Maxibons that are left over. <gasps> Oh. And they've walked up to us and they're like, oh, hey, guys, are you enforcers? And we're like, oh, no. And like, oh. And they turned and walked off. <gasps> no. What? And we were like, what? And we looked up like the path 
And there were security guards. There were just random storeholders, all holding Maxibon. <laughs> Here we are with their exhibitor passes, fluoro vests on, carrying boxer stuff. Not good enough, apparently. No oh, Maxibons. No. Wow. Brutal. Heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. That would be brutal. <laughs> Denny says, uh, Arcade Mike in the... Uh, Discord was there at PAX as well. I think he was, but we didn't actually catch up to him. Mike. Yeah? Really? I think so. No way. Oh, how do we not know this? I don't know. There's a lot of people at PAX. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's the thing. I knew like at least 15 people that were going to be at PAX, mm. and I met maybe four of them. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So. Yeah, I think we were making a concerted effort to try and meet with as many people as we could. Um, and I think we met with everyone, everyone but... Yeah, I don't know. Mike was not one of them, though. No. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, maybe we can talk about uh, our little adventures at PAX. So I, can, I can do an opening thing. Ooh, I, I like oh. your opening. Really? Well, because I, I'm, I'm also, about to experience your my opening. My T-shirt I'm wearing is also semi-related. Because <laughs> <laughs> also like the Maxi Bonds, Bethesda uh-huh. were like a big thing this year again. Yeah. And the, the Q room... It was, again, Bethesda's queue room. Mm -hmm. Explain the queue room. So, when the day opens, like, so show show starts at 10, they they open the expo hall at 10, but if you get there earlier, you know, you've got to line up, and there's this whole huge hall Mm. that's just dedicated to lining up. Mm. Um, You know, and, and, you know, at the count of 10, you know, they slowly let people in right Mm -hmm. through there. But anyway, the... Every other year that I've seen this, it's all it's all set up with. They try to make it somewhat entertaining, so you're just waiting. So there's like beach balls, people, you know, bounce around, and there's like goals up hanging off the ceiling. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> so you, yep, yep. It's all different this year. So I, I can report that in the queue room now, it was like this full pyrotechnic show. They were playing wow. all of Bethesda trailers for all their things, <laughs> hmm. like a, the Skyrims and the. You know the Skyrims. What does they do? I don't know. <laughs> Fallout and Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as the things counting down, because they do a countdown, you know, to the to the opening, mm-hmm. and it's playing. It's basically playing the, the Doom music, which is all just huge metal stuff. Mm. It's fire and crap going on all over the place. There's like lights and smoke. Mm. It's all nuts. So they didn't have the beach balls, I think, because they would like. Yeah, you wanted to focus. They wanted you to focus on the ads. No, I think it would be dangerous. Well, they would be going into the shooting fire, like coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You don't want your balls in fire. Yeah, anyway, Mm. it was a different vibe in that room. Mm. Last year was the big party. I think I talked about it. Mm. There's people singing to the Mm. the trailers. Yeah, the Fallout 76. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People seem to love this. The Take Me Home about it. West Mm. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But this one was really in your face, all the fire and hmm. explosions. Plus, it was Doom 2's Doom Eternal. 15th anniversary. Oh, that's right. Something like oh. that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Do you think that had an effect on people's behavior in the queue room? Mm. Uh, yeah. Have you listened I to mean, the it was Doom more, soundtrack? It was like a thing to watch, but it wasn't like interactive at all. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Sometimes I listen to the Doom like the new Doom soundtrack at work to help me get through. It's very <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It was very loud as well in the queue room. If you're up the front, well. I've never mm. had the pleasure of being in the queue room before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you were obviously there. 
Oh, so actually, I did this on like day two or three. Oh, okay. So, but I was going to say. I think cause... it's the same every time, anyhow. Because hmm. yeah. I hmm. seem to recall we met up somewhere and went into the first sort of like keynote thing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so day one, we went straight to the keynote. That was yeah. the first thing, I think. Yeah. But we're jumping ahead hmm. because we flew in on Thursday. Yeah. PAX is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We flew in Thursday. Okay, okay. I've skipped ahead. Yeah, you, you're planning fine. to do Ma- the, the. No, no, no. That's that's all good. Okay. I was <laughs> going to ask Matt when you Matt with one T when you got into PAX because I understand you drove down. Yes. Yes. I got in on the Wednesday. Right. So we left on Tuesday, stayed at the border overnight, mm-hmm. and then drove into Melbourne on the Wednesday. Hmm. Because you were helping to set up the classic area, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was there on Thursday setting up and getting Mm. things ready and and whatnot. Yep. So, when Matt with the two T's and I were mucking around and having fun, you were actually doing work. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Mm. I'm happy with that deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's standard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, Matt and I flew in on the Thursday. We had aspirations to meet up and go to Bartronica. Um, but we walked over to Bartronica and the door was closed mm. and said, um, what was it? Closed for a, a private function mm. till 7pm. Rude. And we thought, yeah, rude. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to close a place like that when PAX is on. Yeah. That just sounds crazy to me. Um, but it turns out apparently Apple booked out that place. Wow. Uh, yeah. Till 7pm. I know. Those fucking guys. (laughs) (laughs) Geniuses indeed. (laughs) I'm curious actually to hear more about the setup and your experience. Oh, yeah. That. Mm. Um, And just getting in like early, the the pre. Did you just. They give you one day, right? You can't do it. uh, No, some of the guys were actually apparently there on the Wednesday as well. Like they picked up some passes, but they didn't really have anything set up properly. Mm. So, when I got there, I got there around uh, two in the afternoon. I sprinted there from, like, in the city because um, we wandered across and my wife's like, all right, you go now. And I was like, okay. And I sprinted to the comic shop instead. <laughs> and then I sprinted. To- <laughs> I was like, if I run, I can look in the comic shop first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got there and they had all the tables up, but none of the TVs were there. Um, nothing else was pretty much set up, but a bunch of stuff was brought in. Mm. So we had like everything in tubs ready to go, mm-hmm. and so then the uh, the enforcers actually set up the TVs because the TVs aren't ours. Mm. So a couple of people said to us like, "Oh, you, you're using LCDs," and mm. it's like, "It's what they supply to us. Mm. It's what we use. Mm. They, don't, they don't like pay to have us there. We do this as a volunteer thing. So yeah. mm. we just kind of go, oh, we'll just bring what we can.' Mm. Um, we did have a couple of CRTs there just to help with the. Um, with the authenticity on some games, like the Amiga and stuff. Yeah. But everything else was just kind of like, uh, just hook it up to a LCD. It's yeah. fine. No I one mean, really cares. I mean, how can you expect people to bring like 30 CRTs to something like that? I mean, it's just not yeah. going to happen. That's it. Mm. Like, it's bad. And like, if if you looked at all the stuff, we probably had, uh, probably would have been at least 10 of like those really big, clear plastic wheelie tubs hmm. that would just barely fit in the back of like a station wagon right between 
all of us there. So um, Cameron brought a whole bunch of the PC stuff, so he had, like, two of those to himself and Aaron had two between the, like, the Amigas and the uh, analog consoles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then um, Oz Retro Gamer and Weird and Retro, they have about two to three each. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then you've got people who just do the museum stuff. So we had so many headaches that first day setting up <clears throat> where the enforcers were setting up the TVs. When they take the TVs apart and they, like, ship them everywhere, they actually have to take the stands off and mm. the stands are attached to the sides, not in the middle. Mm-hmm. We lost a bunch of the screws somehow to those TVs. So we were short screws. So we're running around trying to find in other places. are like, oh, we've got these screws that are completely different size. Mm. And then we didn't have as many power boards that we needed. And then we we're trying to get those set up. And then things just wouldn't work. Things wouldn't turn on. So, yeah, mm. you really <laughs> do need a full day just to yeah. get everything up and running and mm. yeah. Yeah. and sorted, which was fun. And especially if you're like me where you love retro, but you may not know how to turn on an Apple II. Mm. <laughs> it's all good to plug everything in, but you have no idea how that stuff works. Yeah. So, yeah. Good learning experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. When once you get it all set up. Yep. Yeah, well. My I remember we talked about uh, how I think the packs in the US none of them have a classic area or I I remember us having a conversation about it. I don't remember specifically the details, but I think I was surprised to find that None of them have a classic area anymore. Yeah, there was one that did, but it got canned. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think Australia is the only one that has an actual classic area now, as far as I remember. Mm. And I haven't checked for the last couple of years, so maybe that's changed. But, yeah. That's interesting. So, while you've been slaving away, uh, Matt and I were just, as I said, just leisurely going about, you know. (laughs) Getting denied from Bartronica. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't go to Bartronica. We we talked to um, uh, Neil Cairns previously, who's a guy from Brisbane. Um, he's the guy who has the Wonder Boy world record, by the way. Um, he was coming down for PAX. Uh, we were going to meet at Bartronica. But again, we turned up at Bartronica and it was closed. So I was kind of like, okay, what do we do now? I'd also previously talked to Tim Chapman and Richard Rhodes, who are pinball guys that we know from long ways back. Uh, we were talking about where we could possibly meet up and, you know, play some games. So, with Bartronica closed, we went to Pinball Paradise yep. just for a little bit to uh, try and organise things. Um, and then while we were there playing, we found out that Tim Chapman was at... Um, Mad Dog World? Moon Dog. Moon Dog World. That's the one. (laughs) As in Moon Dog Brewery. Yes. So Moon Dog Brewery have a brewery where they brew beer. Um, But they've also just opened a a venue. Um, I don't know what you call it. It's like a a giant place Um, where people come and drink beer and eat food and play games. So it's like a a warehouse-ish, but in a... Mm. Semi-industrial area. Yeah. But inside, it's like... uh, Well, there's like a a lagoon. There's a water feature running (laughs) through the middle. (laughs) Yeah, which is bizarre. A really big bar. There Mm. was like... Was there greenery? Like, there was like... 
plants or fake plants. Mm. Um, rough remembering now. It's so long ago. This was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who can really remember? <laughs> and bar in the middle is pretty big. And then over the side, there's like shipping containers. Mm. Like, and, and anyway, and a shipping container containing pinball machines. Yeah. Yep. And um, so there was a pinball competition happening at Moondog. Mm. Moondog? Moondog. Moondog World. Yeah. Um, so Tim Chapman was there. Richard Rhodes was going to turn up a little bit later. Uh, so we decided, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll meet Tim there. Um, you know, it's sort of like a big opening and there's going to be new games there like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. So we travelled on an Uber to Moondog World but then realised a quarter of the way through that we'd put in the wrong address and we'd, we're Ooh. going to Moondog Brewery, yeah. which is somewhere else entirely. <laughs> um so we changed that, and by the time we got to Moondog, I'm, I'm having World. trouble. Moondog World. <laughs> uh, by the time we got there, it was a, it was about an hour. It was ridiculous. Mm. We may as well go on back to Sydney or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when we walked in there, it was amazing. It was a really cool spot. Yeah. Like Matt said, it was like a a big sort of factory oasis kind of inside a yeah. warehouse building. Yeah, in an industrial area where you don't see anything, mm. and yet the place was packed. Just packed with people. Mm. Um, and yeah, so we met up with Tim. We had a good chat. Um, and then just as we were leaving, Richard Rhodes turns up. Um, he was going to stay to play some extra pinball. Whereas uh, myself, Matt and Tim left and went to Pixel Alley. Where we continued to play some um, some pinball. Yep. Until we went home. Yep. Hotel. Not home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we played... The new Jurassic Park. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which neither of us have played before. No. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. It looks cool. Mm. It looks good. I was a bit sceptical on it because I'm a big Jurassic Park fan. Mm. And I was hoping that they would have it at PAX or something. But mm. I don't think they did. I think they had some no, they didn't. They had Lost World. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I liked the movie, but I tried to play that pinball. I had, like, one game and I was like... No. Yeah, it's not good. No. Yeah. It, that's a game from the back in the day, 90s, something or other. It's a Seeger, isn't it? Or yeah. is it? Yeah. No. Is it Seeger? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a Seeger. Whereas this new one, yeah, it's a it's a brand new pinball machine just come out in the last three months, I think. Um, done by Keith Elwin, who did uh, Iron Maiden as well. So it's his second pinball machine. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It mm. felt like Iron Maiden, but not as complex as Iron Maiden. It was a little bit more easy to get into. Mm-hmm. Well, I we felt. did get coaching from Tim. Yeah, that um, helped. Tim <laughs> like knew how to play the spent game. Spent a bunch of time explaining, you know, what to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, we played a bunch of Black Knight. We played a bunch oh, of... Black Knight was there too. Yep. The, the good one. The what? The good one. Yeah. The, the you know, premium slash LE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the upper play field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did go back to the hotel after that, right? We didn't do anything else? After Pixel Alley. Hmm. Uh, I think that was the end of the night. I think so. We had a few drinks by that point, so... Yeah. Struggling to remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah. Tim stayed on. But we left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, Denny says, what was Pixel Alley like? Pixel Alley is really good. It was good. Yeah. It's a... It's kind of like 1989 Arcade Bar, which doesn't help Denny because he's in <laughs> Brisbane. Um, it's a smaller venue, mm. so not as many games, and it's sort of a... How do you describe it? It's kind of like a townhouse yeah. with a long, long building rather than a wide building. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a number of games in there, and it's not as... It doesn't get as packed and horrible as like a lot of other places do so you can actually get on games you can actually go to the bar mm. and order a drink yeah, mm. it's not super in, in it's not in you know the dense part of the city mm. I, I don't know what suburb it's going to be but it's one of those that are, mm. it, it's one of the ones with the football team I think <laughs> great that like nails a, it like down a, a Gee, Fitzroy oh. <laughs> or a Carlton one of those right okay. <laughs> this, this is actually like, places around Melbourne <laughs> all the football teams are just barely outside of the city Hmm. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that helps. I only know like Thanks, four Matt. Melbourne. <laughs> they call <laughs> that the football belt. <clears throat> That's the football belt? <laughs> no, I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, it's funny you should say about how it doesn't get as, I think you said packed and horrible. Hmm. Um, because the last time I was there, when we were there, we were playing something and then all of a sudden, all these people came in yeah. and like they were dressed up in costumes and yep, stuff as yep, well. I remember that. And it was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> they just filled the and place. And they were really like... Loud. G'd and, up and... Yeah. 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 I think it, it seemed to me they were very much hitting that venue as like, this is a venue that's as close to wherever we've been previously. So, we're just going to hit this bar yep. and drink as much as we can and yep. have as much fun as we can. Yeah. They weren't really there to play games. No. Mm. Yeah. So, they sort of forced us out. Mm. But that didn't happen this time. Mm. That's good. Yeah. This was a Thursday. So, you never know. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Pixel Alley is really cool. I like Pixel Alley. Mm-hmm. They've got a good selection of games. They've got yeah. a good selection of arcade cabs as well as pinball. Yeah. So, it's like five pennies, I think. Mm. And then... Maybe right behind the pinnies, at least this time, there's maybe six or so arcade machines. And then mm. towards the front of the place, beyond the bar, there's a bunch of others. Like all the... Uh, all the mainstream titles that yeah. people love, like the gun games, Point the blank. driving games, yeah. so Daytona. Was it Daytona? Yeah. I can't remember. Time Crisis? Daytona. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. Mm. We sort of walked past those and went to the pinball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, then we went to bed. Um, then we got up for Friday morning start of packs. Mm. Um, what were you doing Friday morning, Matt? I with was awakened at 6 a.m. by my son. Oh, uh-huh. my God. <clears throat> yeah. And I was probably we... going to bed at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, 6 o'clock, time to get up, have breakfast while I still can, hmm. feed and dress my son and... I think we left We left the apartment because we're only staying like 15 minutes away, which mm-hmm. was good. So, mm-hmm. we just walked every day. Mm-hmm. So, I think we left by about 8.30ish. Okay. So, we wanted to get there basically around 9. Yep. And they gave us enough time to help set everything up because you don't leave everything like... You leave all the consoles plugged in overnight, mm. but you don't leave the games and everything in them for mm. security reasons. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, we had to get there and make sure everything worked. And, of course, some things didn't work for some reason. They stopped working. Yeah. It's old equipment. That'll happen. Yeah. And Mm. then Aaron had set up his 2600 the day before. And, like, I hadn't brought mine because I, as I said, I ran from the city. And so, yeah, he's like, yeah, this doesn't work. Can you bring yours tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, okay. So then I had Mm. to make sure it plugged in and worked and the power cable was okay and the controllers were all good. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone stuck one of those random um, switches into it. I don't know who brought that. I switches. think maybe Cam. Yeah, it's like um, it plugs into the cartridge oh, port. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah. this is called the Video Brain. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd seen I'd seen ones for the, the Woodies where it actually, like, goes the length of the original... 2600 and it like sits on top so it actually plugs in sits on top at an angle sits on top of the useless part right yeah 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 Yeah, above all the switches and then you could put heaps of games in i think that one Mm. took like up to 15 or 16 games whereas this Mm. one only took six active games and then there was like two just random spaces at the end right and i couldn't get the half of them to work and then i walked off and played some pinball and then when i came back it was working and someone said yeah i just like kept Taking them out and putting them in and blow on the cartridge. Yeah, it yeah. worked after a while. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then people kept not knowing how to use it over the course of the weekend, so we changed it from eight games to two games. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to take away the temptation to mash every single button. Yep, yep. Which is what basically I spent my weekend doing <laughs> is just leaning over people's shoulders and going, "Oh, you just you, you, press- just, you just push this." Yeah, and they go, <laughs> "Oh, really?" It's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Reset. Reset. Reset is mm-hmm. how you start the game. Doesn't yes. say start. Yeah. yeah. Or if the XEGS, if you hit the reset for a fraction too long, it goes into diagnostic mode. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You have to give it like a quick tap and it resets it. But if you hold it down for a split second, it goes into diagnostic mode and it starts going, checking all of its memory banks and everything. And Sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's handy. Yeah. Last packs, that was like the number one thing. I basically stood behind that machine the whole time. <laughs> Just because people would go, oh, it's broken. They'd start like trying to unplug everything from the back and you're like, no, just tap. Oh, it works. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Uh, So while you were doing that, doing work stuff, Mm. uh, Matt and I went to the keynote. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we went straight to the keynote. Uh, This was uh, a keynote delivered by a guy called David Gator. Yep. He is, and I'm trying to pull up the information as I speak. Um, he described himself, or he described the fact that he is described as the <laughs> romance guy. So he created the stories for all the games, such as um, uh, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Star Wars Night of the Old Republic, Dragon Age, all of those games. Um, and so he was the person who created, you know, the the romance storylines in a lot of those games, like Dragon mm. Age and so forth. Um, and that was a really, really interesting talk, I thought, because um, he, I mean, he's gay, and he, he talked about how um, he was able to put into one of these games his coming out story to his father, and... Um, 
and how that was really powerful for him mm. and how he got letters from from people who were playing his games and going through these stories and just thanking him for changing their lives and saying, you know, um, because of what you did, it, it, it enabled me to feel like I could say and, and come out to my parents or my family or whatever. And, um, and also the, the ups and downs, like saying, you know, the, the straight white guys would just pile on the hate and say, you know, how you guys don't make gains for, you know, us normal people anymore. <laughs> and, uh, Jesus. yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> uh, really, really the normies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, but saying, you know, how it really opened up diversity and female gamers loved it and gay gamers loved it and how amazing it was. And there were certain parts in the, in the things that he was talking about where he was, you know, openly crying and, and you know, tears wow. coming down his face and and the whole audience were just so captivated by this whole thing. It was really emotional. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. As someone who, I mean, I don't know those other games, but I played through Dragon Age Origins um, and I thought that was one of the most amazing RPG stories I've ever played through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the romance again, because you, you kind of, you know, you're playing a character and you get connected with certain other characters and throughout the entire game, you're not only trying to achieve a goal, but you're interacting with these other characters and and actually forming relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really powerful. So what he has done was just amazing and hearing him talk about that was amazing as well. So I really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Did you have any comments around that? mad or um that's probably it so yeah i mean i i hadn't played any of those games so really mm. yeah no i mean is it not your kind of game i think i'm in the same boat as matt i've i tried to play dragon age and i bounced off the combat mm-hmm. I, I couldn't deal with the combat like it seemed interesting i was just like oh just mm. i think i've got one at least one of the dragon ages in my steam or origin account that's gonna happen. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you probably got it just appeared there one day, and it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I mean, they're RPGs. Mm. You know, they're hard to get into. So, yeah. yeah. But Dragon Age is kind of interesting, and I'm sure other RPGs that those guys did a similar way. You can change the combat style. It, it's not. It's not necessarily having to be turn based. You can change it to real time. So it's just a toggle or something like that, but yeah. but yeah, that was that was really really cool, really really powerful. Um, and then we stayed in that same room for the Penny Arcade Q and A straight after. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that? Because uh, I've got I've they, got thoughts. They talk <laughs> a lot about the RPG thingy. So if you mm. if you're not watching that, I think it's. Probably 50% of the thing mm. is people asking questions about, you know, their role-playing and yep. acquisitions incorporated. And if mm. you don't know the terminology, you miss a lot of it as well. Mm. Where they talk about team, the C team and... Mm. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of it. I was mean, it um, Jerry and Chris? Uh, yeah, it was Chris. Chris Straub. Yeah. Straub. Yep. Funny mm-hmm. man. I struggle with Chris. I mean... I think Chris is a great guy, but he talks really, really softly. Mm. A lot of the times I can't mm. understand what he's saying because he's speaking so softly. I have that problem. Mm. I mm. talk very quietly, very softly. Right. So. Well, I haven't misheard you so far. 
Excellent. <laughs> All those years of drama are paying off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, particularly in this q and I mean, a lot of the things he was saying I couldn't even hear, and that's with mm. sitting reasonably it's up close to the front mm. and with a microphone in front of his face. So, mm. Yeah, I just still couldn't hear him. Yeah, you would think that shouldn't really happen in a situation like that. Mm. The whole point is for the audience to hear mm. what's being said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've listened to him in quite a few podcasts that he's done and he's always been pretty clear. Like there's sometimes mm. when yeah, mm. he does like obviously yeah. get off mic or something. But mm. from my experience, and I've met him in person like twice mm. and seemed okay. But I mean, that is in, you know, convention settings where it's hard to hear anyone at the best of times. So, yep, mm. yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, it's just interesting. Me. I don't know. It may have even been like the point, the spot where you were sitting, and it just so happens that the frequency of his voice and you were in a weird spot that just mm. wasn't catching the frequency well, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You've like, got to sit near the mixing desk, right? Yeah, that's, mm. that's, oh, that's like the, the best way. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He's got the excited high voice. So he talks like very sort of low about things, but then he gets excited and he talks like really <laughs> high really quickly and then he drops yep. it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was still cool though. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It's a different feel though compared to the old Paxes where the other guy, what's his name? Mike. Mike. Mm. When he was there as well because mm. I think Mike and the other guy. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> They play off really well together. Yeah. Um, they're just hilarious all the mm. way through. Yeah. Because he's kind of socially awkward. Mm. And the other guy's kind of a little bit more out there mm. and funny. And mm. and whereas, yeah, now that... What's his name? Mike. Mike? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't come anymore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a very different feel. Yeah. Mm. Certain, and you got a lot of the questions were him trolling them remotely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, like, we, like fake names and oh, dumb really? questions, yeah. <laughs> that's right, because they open them with envelopes, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or they, yeah, get they have envelopes with yeah. the questions, yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Chris Straub, mm. his Straub. sense of humor is unusual, mm. but... I actually find him quite funny. I think he's yeah, pretty yeah. pretty clever guy. Yep. Yeah. I remember going to a panel where he was on, on the panel. It was a couple of years ago, maybe. And that was really, really good. And he was really funny. And, mm. and yeah, I didn't have any problems with him. But I just feel in these Q&As, it's, it's just not the, the same sort mm. of dynamic. Well, it kind but, of is like the B team in a way, I guess, you know. Like they, I mean, he, Jerry and Mike have been working together for mm. so long. Mm. Um, and Chris is relatively new, but also he's kind of stepping in for Mike, I guess, in these situations. Mm. Um, so they're probably not as used to each other. Um, even though they, they play um, like the RPG together and... Mm. I'm sure they know each other really well. Yeah. No, I think I think it's just a different dynamic. So Yeah, I can see that. And Hollow really Ponds in the chat uh, mentions, uh, yeah, Mike got too much anxiety from being so far away from his family, so stop coming. And, you know, I can completely understand that. That's mm. all good. 
Uh, yeah, sorry, Matt, you were going to say something? I was going to say to John, have you read his comics, um, Chris Straub's? No. They're good. Okay. You mm-hmm. might appreciate it. If you like dark but sort of funny stuff, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Cool. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Yes, I'll lend them to you. I still oh, have to as lend. in physical? I just yeah, assumed they were web comics. I, I bought them off him two years ago when he oh, was cool. at PAX. Like, awesome. He was there and I got him, like, I bought them off him and I got him to sign them as well at the same time. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hmm. That was good. That might have been the same time I saw him on a panel. It was a a horror game panel or something like that. Is he into horror yeah. games? Yeah. He's, he's very much into horror. He writes yeah, a lot okay. of dark stuff. He also yep. does a um, YouTube channel where if you ever want to make yourself feel uneasy alone at night... It sounds um, like me every night. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, what's it called? I think it's Local 52 is the mm. name of it. And it's in it's in the style of like late night, like end of TV broadcasts, mm. as if the station's going to shut down for the night. Yeah. But uh. creepy stuff comes through. Mm-hmm. And then he has one that's called You're on the Fastest Available Route, which is like a GPS and a dash cam. Hmm. And it's this guy getting re like he goes, you are being redirected, and then he starts all of a sudden going off road and through like really short like brush trees and stuff, and he's like trying to work out the thing. And it keeps going. You're on the fastest available route. You're on the fastest available oh, route. Nice. That's really good. Yeah, mm. and it's it's he's good at what he does. Yeah, he's right. Very good at the psychological sort of mm. horror stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Awesome. Um, I'm going to get another beer. Cool. Does anyone want a beer or a drink? I'll have some water. been a lot of chat since we've been gone oh, no. <laughs> apparently we've uh we bored the readers since oh. we've been gone <laughs> they're still talking about well yeah denny said if he doesn't if we don't get any karaoke by the end of the episode he'll be very disappointed <laughs> so it's almost a requirement now john but that was one thing that, that came up in the keynote is that he was like really chuffed about the stuff that they wrote for Knights of the Old Republic becoming canon. Oh, yeah, it did become canon, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. That's but then pretty did amazing. it axed when Disney bought... Because uh, didn't they kill oh. everything? Ah, oh, forget what he said about that. Because uh, uh, I was pretty sure, like, they killed everything, apart from, like, a very small handful of things. Yeah. Have we seen the new Star Wars trailer? No. I have. I'm aware it exists. I also That's about have. It. I had an excited smile on my face while watching. Right. Mm. Because I am a very, as I said before when writing reviews, I have a very sort of even keel approach. So I was like, this looks acceptable. Could be good. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Or Mm. they're not, you know, they're not holding true to the thing. I'm going to flip this desk. Yeah. 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 It was like, I was like, oh yeah, I see where they're going. Mm. Looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Does Murphy want to be in here? I think Kat would like Special to leave. Yes, Murph. Oh. I can do it if you Okay. You've already got the headphones off, no mind. 
Murphy. You are an elf controllably. You're, uh, I forget the rest of it. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. You don't know? No. Is this, <laughs> is this a Robocop thing? No, no. Okay, so Murphy could uh-huh. be either Robocop yep. or in The Simpsons. Um, M- 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 Mindy? Mindy? Mandy? Mindy? <laughs> Oh, Mandy, you came and you yeah, brought yeah. me a turkey yeah. on my vacation yeah, he, away he's, from he's writing, he's, He writes what he wants to say to her on his hand. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and, he, and he's sweaty. like sweating and yeah. it's, it's all... Ah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Murphy, Murphy, you are an elf. Sorry, that's... Right. Yeah, now I know. Yeah, now I know. Uh, your, your cat okay. Murphy either reminds me of Robocop or that in Simpsons. Right. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, as Danny said, I will approach the movie with enthusiasm, but with caution. Yeah, Fiona and I will watch the film, there's no doubt about that, but um, just because we've watched all the others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not entirely invested into the whole Star Wars thing. Um, we, we've enjoyed everything we've seen so far, unlike a lot of people who disliked the previous film. We thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. We didn't have too much of a problem with it, and we'll probably not have a problem with the new one, yeah. but also not, you know, turn into huge raging fans or anything like that. So <laughs> I, sh- yeah. I assume it's out soon. Uh, December? Uh, 20th? Yeah. December. It's either end of the year or it'll be next year. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one, but they yeah. would definitely keep it for that certain sort of period. December 20th. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Ye all Star Wars. It just keeps on going. Yep. See, I haven't seen forever. any of them. Now that Disney has it. Mm. For like forever now. Like all the ones I've seen, I saw Rogue One in the cinemas, mm. but mm. all the other major ones, I Not really. watched at home. Like people brought over DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever. Oh, right. and okay. Yeah. Like I'll be like, I want to watch that, but not enough that I will be actually like going out to the cinema and mm. watching it. Yeah, right. No, I think we've seen all of them in the cinema, um, for good or bad. Cause Having children denies you that, right? It it does <laughs> in, in some ways. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, because our friends are like very much in Disney and Star Wars, and and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to go see it this weekend. Do you want to come?" And we're like, uh, "We can't get mm. out of the house. Sorry." Mm-hmm. And then they'll end up buying it on DVD. Or Blu-ray like two months later because they always release really quickly because they yeah. want to maximize. Which is good. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll bring it around and we've got a sixty-five inch TV, so we're just like, yeah, just come around. Yeah, I'll crank up the surround sound and yep, we yep. set. It's, it's a pretty good experience. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, the good thing about going to the movies, the cinema, is also the thing that's also bad about it because what's great about it is if you're in a group of people who are also really, really into it and really enjoying it, it's a fantastic experience because you're, you're feeding off the enthusiasm and energy in the room of everyone else with you, mm. which is great. But then if there are certain people who don't like the film and you've got people who are talking or people who are throwing stuff or people who just don't like it, that also drags the experience of the film down. So, going to the cinema, it's both good and bad, I've found. Have you ever walked out of a film before? Uh, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've never thought, like, this is terrible and I'd leave? Oh, there's been plenty of films I've seen that I don't like, but yeah. I'm the sort of person where when I start something, I have to finish it. I don't care how bad it is. Yeah. 
Um, I've done that. Like I've, I went. I remember quite vividly. Fool's Gold. It's a horrible movie. Hmm. And we went and we saw it. I'm like, this is pretty bad. Hmm. But we just sat there and endured it. And we're like, okay, that wasn't great. <laughs> oh, that well. was a waste of time. Yeah. But mm. yeah, never have I thought this is an outrage and like mm. gotten up and walked out of the theater. I'd rather go, eh, it might get good. Mm. You don't know. Like the opening might be crap or the middle might be crap. And yeah. It might pull it all together at the end. But yeah, that movie was just no. Mm. Yeah. I'd prefer if people don't <laughs> like a film rather than sit there and make the experience for everyone else bad, they'd I'm leave. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> No, we were just like, we're like, okay, this isn't very good, but we, we, we're not the kind of people that were like yeah, talking yeah, through yeah, it or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. We were just like, we'll just watch it. Mm. And we just kind of leaned across and went, this isn't very good, is it? I'm like, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> and then we just kind of kept watching. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go see the new Star Wars film in the cinema because mm. that's what we've always done. So. I was hoping, I, my goal is to find a copy of episode three on VHS because I have the original trilogy and mm-hmm. I have the first two movies on VHS. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the third one is really hard to find. Which one is that one? What's that called? I cannot remember. Hmm. It's the one that I've probably seen once. Wait, the original trilogy? No. No, no, no. no. So you've got A New Hope, the Empire Strikes trilogy. Back, and Return Jedi. of the Jedi. Yeah. And then you've got Phantom Menace. Okay. That other one and the third one. Isn't there Return the of the Sith? Is there well, somewhere? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, that's the first one. No, no, no Phantom it's not Menace. the second one. Phantom Menace is the first one. Yeah, Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones and then... Yeah, see? <laughs> I don't know. Denny Revenge says of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Hmm. Okay. So I want to yeah. get that third one because I've got a pile of blank VHS and I want to then tape... Seven, eight, nine, onto VHS, mm-hmm. so I can have all nine on the shelf <laughs> in one long go. Right, <laughs> and I want to make a custom like slip packaging for the last three. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess they won't release the last three on VHS, will they? No, probably no. not. No. Do you think VHS will ever ever turn out to be like vinyl? No. No. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But. I'm willing to take that risk. Mm. <laughs> I mean, cassettes are uh, sort of in a comeback. Mm. Yeah. People like cassettes now mm. for some mm. weird reason. Osric yeah. Gamer gets a lot of cassettes sent to him as part of media hmm. packages. And that's always the one time when I'm most jealous of him. Huh. I'm like, hmm. oh, I want to hear that cassette. Like, I want to listen to it. I want to know what's on it. Because <laughs> he got that Sega one that Sega sent out, which was the clear blue cassette. Oh. I can't remember what was on it. I think it was like old like classic songs from games. Hmm. And hmm. then this packs, he got a media pack and it came with a cassette on it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. More evidence that it's having a comeback. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not as strong as vinyl. And there actually yeah, are, um, there's a company in Australia, I can't remember their name now, but they're releasing a couple of like indie artists on cassette. Hmm. So you can like buy it on CD, vinyl or cassette. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Cassettes. Yep. There's currently Fraught a shortage of uh, materials, <laughs> so mm. it's actually slowed production of cassettes at the moment. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm. I was just. <laughs> I read it. I'm like, slowed. <laughs> How many <laughs> do they need? 
as someone five. who appreciates cassettes. <laughs> like, I just found it really weird. So let's go back to PAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was day one. Was that day one? That was day one. I mean, one. that was part of day one. Was that a part Dude, of what day else one? We Where did we day get one to? Uh, I think... What else happened on day one? From memory, I think the R-Type competition happened on day one. Uh, pro- probably, yeah. Hmm. So in the classic game area, they had um, R-Type set up on a PC engine. I'd never played R-Type on a PC engine before. Uh, it's a pretty damn good port. It's it is. very, very accurate to the arcade. The only difference or the major difference that I found was that um, the screen scrolls up and down. So it's not a fixed screen. It actually scrolls up and down. So, for instance, if you have a enemy who's like a gun turret on the top of the roof or whatever and you're lower to the ground, not only can you not see that that's there, you also can't shoot it. Because if your bullets are going up into that you know, top end of your TV screen or whatever, it just doesn't count it as going any further mm. until you scroll up further and then the, the the ceiling comes into play and then you can see the turret and then you can shoot it. Mm. So that aspect actually made the game a little bit harder. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it was actually really, really cool. Mm. When I first stepped up to it, the, uh, the turbo mode on the PC engine controller was on, yeah. so you couldn't charge your beam. Because you're holding the button mm. and just turbo fires. Mm. So I quickly worked out you need to turn that off. Mm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that was a really, really cool version. We both played in that comp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play in it, Matt? No. I think no. I was elsewhere doing things. Yep. Doing work while we're playing. No, I think at that point I was faffing around. Right. I can't okay. remember what I was exactly doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was doing something important and then i had to go try and catch the end of the panel right okay f-a-f i-n-g is it f-a-double-f yeah i thought it was f-a-double-f as long as it's not f-a-p-i-n-g then that's fine no that's Mm. a whole different thing (coughs) yeah yeah. to do with shafts and (laughs) (laughs) bottle openers bananas (laughs) uh yeah so we both went into the r-type comp um there was a guy there that we've met a number of years now. Mm. What was his name? Tang? Tang. Tang? That's the joke. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so it's it's spelt like Tang, and he makes the joke that that's what people say. Right. They don't pronounce his name, but it's... How have you pronounced that correctly? Yeah. Okay, however you pronounce his name correctly is yeah. the correct way to pronounce his name. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he's a he's a really cool guy. With, um, we've caught up the last number of years in PAX. Yeah, he's regular. He, he always goes into all the competitions and we're always in the competitions so we always catch up and have a bit of a chat really nice guy um he's really bloody good at our type yeah yeah and just in conversation as we we're playing in the competition um he was talking about how far he could get in the arcade um he could definitely get a lot further than what i could um and i consider myself a good r type player um and he... Oh, that's right. It was timed. The rules around the competition was that it was a timed game. Yeah. Hmm. You couldn't just play for as long as you like. What was it? A minute? Three minutes? I think it was three uh, minutes. Three? Three two minutes? sounds about Maybe. right. Hmm. Or two? Usually what we go for, like three minutes hmm. if we have to time something. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. It was barely long enough to get to that, that first boss. Yeah. 
Hmm. So you could play through without dying, kill the last boss, uh, last boss, the first level, end of level boss, hmm. get your bonus <coughs> and then start the next stage and then you'd end and that was it. Hmm. Um, tongue, and I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked out a strategy where you go through the first part of the level before the checkpoint yeah. um, on purposely die, then restart and go through that bit again yeah. to maximize the points you can get. You don't get enough time mm-hmm. to finish the end of level boss, but because you've done that little loop again, you actually get more points. Mm. So he was the first person to work that out. Um, and he ended up with the highest score at the time. And then I stepped up. I basically copied him i just copied his strategy Mm. and um played through and i got to the point where i was about to overtake his score the the extra monster on the screen alien whatever appeared on the screen if i killed that guy (laughs) i would have got the highest score and won the competition (laughs) but they called time on me before i could kill that guy (laughs) um and that that was it yeah so tongue one yep which is deserved because he's a better player, so that's all good. But uh, I was so close, <laughs> so very close. <laughs> but yeah, well deserved from from him. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing that. That was fun. Yeah. Where did you end up? Do you know? Uh, decent because I went. I was like one of the last people to play, so I'm watching everybody. Ah, uh, so you were cheating. See, I'm not a good R type player though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't intentionally die. So I think that that brought my score down. Did you just die? No, I not didn't intentional. Ah, oh, okay, no. fair enough then. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. Was there any other competitions on yeah. that first yeah, day? Yeah, day one was also Indy Five Hundred on Atari uh, Twenty Six Hundred. Of course. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and that was uh, winner stays on. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and guess. Well, <laughs> you know, because I yes. So the form it was so it was Indy Five Hundred in two players. In Atari 2600. Mode. Yeah. Well, yeah. On tag mode. So, you just, you know, you're, you're just chasing each other around the screen. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of a figure eight, but not kind of. Uh, yeah. There's a few it's, different tracks in it. but It's like a mix had... between a figure eight and the Pac-Man screen where you can go up through one side <laughs> oh, and yeah. then you appear down the yeah, bottom. Yeah, there's, there's like a yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm enthusiastic to play all the Atari competition so i'm there standing at the front like when this thing's starting and they tell us oh yeah it's kind of, we're doing a, you know winner stays on king of the hill kind of thing hmm. and then he points to me and says okay you're you're up first oh, okay <laughs> so what that means is i've got to beat everybody to be able to win this thing yeah <laughs> yeah was there time though for like a second try or was it once you were out yeah, you were out as it yeah. everybody had wow. one try yeah. yeah usually the competitions Jeez. take a while yeah so we brutal. usually try and make it pretty pretty tough yeah how many hours two hours right was that two hours i think it was two hours wow yeah that's what, what i mean it? like it two or three hours the competitions have started to like drag on so we've had to like up yeah. the rules yeah, to yeah, be yeah. even more complex just because mm. it used to be like oh we have this one and this one and this one then we started finding they were overlapping each other and we're like we don't have the manpower yeah. for that so yeah, yeah. first yeah. we cut back and then we found they were still going for ages so mm. then we're just like yeah we'll Make it either single run or elimination. Mm. Stuff yeah. like that. mm. That's what that that's how our type worked. So it was um, you only had the one chance. You went up, you did your score, then you walk away, and that's it. Yeah. That's done. Mm. So that was done in like forty minutes, maybe even less. Uh, 
Whereas yeah. indie, that went the full... Did it? I mean, it's all blur for me. Well, yeah, maybe. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you stepped up first. Winner yeah. stays on. Yeah. Uh, and then competitor after competitor yeah. stepped up. Yes. I think I was one of the first ones, wasn't I? Uh, maybe. I think so. And uh, I'd never played the game before. You'd never played the game before. Not before that day. So, so me and Tung, we played... We had a go, hmm. like, after it was set up, you know, before it started. Ah, uh, so you And practiced. then went away, had food, and came back. Right. Okay. I think I might have been the second or third person to walk up and challenge you, because you were still winning, still staying on. Um, and I thought I was going to be destroyed. Oh, because no, I suck at games that I've never played before. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me a long time. To, to sort of warm up to things. Mm. I suck at things until I get re- really good at them, which is yeah. a long time later. <laughs> yeah. um, plus, this is paddle control. No, Ashley, it's not paddle control. It's called the driving controller. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Technicality, but sure. <laughs> no, you did technicality, but I don't know. It's a dial right. on a thing and you twist okay, it. Okay, so the paddles have, have end stops, right? Uh-huh. It's just a potentiometer sitting in a thing and so it can yeah. only go as far left and right and stops right but the yep. driving controller spins around forever hmm. mm. so like a real so steering the, wheel yeah so the game actually is like <laughs> n- brutal n- kind of so the game is like a top down view of you know cars on a whatever mm. not really race figure track, eight okay. sort of thing yeah so the, yeah. The, just you know you turn your thing it's a, more or less the direction of the car is mm. what the position of the thing is mm-hmm. yeah Hmm. And a sort of tag. So yeah, we play tag. You mode. both start. Uh, whoever's the the person who needs to yeah. be tagged but, yeah. is automatically starting to tick up their score. Yeah. And the other person needs to run into the other person to steal the tag yeah. or mm. whatever. Yeah. And then their score starts ticking up. Mm. And you can't die yeah. or crash by running into anything. All you got to do is try and avoid the other player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah. So. I don't know that you were super early, but I do remember when you stepped up was like, oh, you did heaps better than almost everybody. Yeah, and that was a big surprise to me because like I was saying, I suck at games I don't know. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> this was a... Driving controller. A dri- <laughs> Let's call it a driving controller for argument's sake, um, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And you're no, intimately familiar with. I had never used with. a driving controller before then. Technicalities. <laughs> Coming out with these technicalities. You're intimately familiar with twisting your hand on knobs. Okay. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you happen to be the Kaboom Pal. world record Pal, Pal. Yeah. holder. The one and only score that's on Twin Galaxies. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought I was going to get destroyed, but I actually did all right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then I got knocked out. Uh, then another person came along. Then another person came along. Then yeah. another person came along. Then another person came along. Yeah. And we started making the joke that um, we should just stand there and try and corral people from the general populace in in packs just to make you sit there for the entire two hours until someone can knock you out or you just survive and you win. Um, So, you know, we're calling people over from the other side of the classic gaming area. Hey, do you want to play Indy 500? It's like, oh, no, not really. No, sit down. Come on. (laughs) Matt's here. He's waiting for you. Um, But no, you survived. Yep. And you won. I beat everybody. 
Yes, you did. <laughs> you survived. The toughest thing ever. I did not think that was going to happen. It's like an endurance 500. Yeah. yeah. Rather than Indy 500. See what yeah, I did that there? Is the, I think that is the endurance race. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 500, yeah. I thought I was making a great joke there, but apparently that's just how it is. Like um, an endurance 500 rather than an endurance 500. <laughs> uh, so you won. You yeah. got a medal. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well done. A good medal. I will cherish yeah. it. It's good if you win it. Yeah. I've yeah. still never won one. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. No, you're an organizer, though. You're not allowed to win them. True. But oh, except the, for the Stacey Borg wasn't hmm. is when my wife won one. Oh. Oh, yeah. what was this? Uh, we, we went to go see, like, one of the last, like, panels of the day. Did she win the Mortal Kombat 2 competition? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were like just lined up and these two enforcers said hey do you guys want to play a card game we're like yeah okay you know we're just waiting for the doors to open and then we like played like three or four rounds and they said all right this is the serious round and i'm like wait what and then we like it was like a really like rapid fire game like it's over in 30 seconds yeah. hmm. and then my wife won they said oh okay here you go here's a medal and it was best in line. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Really? Like, oh. <laughs> Ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't won one either. If it makes you feel any better. Oh. I'd really like to win one. Mm. As long as Actually, there's there was a guy a... that comes with like a neck full of medals. Oh, yeah. 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 We saw that guy. That, yeah. that guy yeah. is also, he's the world record holder of Point Blank. Oh, oh okay. is that the same guy? Mm. Yep. Uh, Jason, I think his name is. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Hollow Ponds is saying that he thinks he watched one of those matches and it was entertaining. Mm. Who's Hollow Ponds? Uh, um, I, I, I don't, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he wants to be outed, I'm not sure. Ah, so you're, you're thinking he wants to fly under the radar, even though he said he was there. Yeah. Right. Secret squirrel. Okay. Anyway, I know Hollow Ponds through through someone at work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll let him fly under the radar <laughs> unless he wants to out himself. Yeah. Or herself. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. There, there was a number of good comps going on this time hmm. in the classic area. Yes, there was. Because I remember looking at the list going, ah, I would have gone in those. Yeah. I forget where they are there. Now. I tried to coerce a certain someone to play uh, Sega Rally, but he was uninterested. Oh, that's right. Sega Rally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Matt was standing there. I'm just that's like, right. hey, we have one spot open. Do you want to play Sega Rally? And he's like, wait, what? And I said, yeah, I'll put your name down. And he's like, uh, uh. And then someone else said, can I play Sega Rally? And he's like, oh, I better let them go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's right. Soul Calibur was another one. And they had the oh. Dreamcast yeah. sticks. That went Two. off all Did weekend. It? Yeah. yeah. It was the first time we had set up Soul Calibur and we just kind of went, oh, Soul Calibur's pretty good. I wonder if that'll do. And, you know, yeah, it was like at least four people around that at all times. That's hmm. awesome. Yeah. It was crazy. We had like eight people around it at one point and it was all the way at the back, which was good. So there was the most room and yeah, people were just cheering and jumping mm. up and down cool. and carrying on. I was like, oh, okay. Did you see the yeah, well at all? Or? No. Okay. Hmm. Wonder if there was some good players. I'm sure there was. I think, I think there was. Is. There was some pretty pretty tough competition hmm. from what I heard from the other guys. Cool. Hmm. 
Was there any other comps? On we day played one. It? Yeah. There were many. Not on day one. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sega Rally was day two, I believe. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't actually remember what else happened on day one. Uh, was Doom day one? <clears throat> no. Okay. So we won't talk about that yet. <laughs> um, I think... Was the concerts day one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what happened then. So you would have went to the concerts at uh, PAX? Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to Bartronico. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. I, I just free roamed, I think. So right. I did end up at the concert like 10 minutes before it ended. The last act went finished. Hmm. So I didn't see much of that. Right. And then went to the rock band area. Okay. Which which I could talk about was was somewhat improved on last year because they had DLC now, but not a lot, but hmm. a little bit. Hmm. And on the first day, they had a, a thing on the wall saying, you know, like song requests, and so you could you could put in songs, and they were gonna they they closed like half an hour early so they could like download a bunch of the stuff that people hmm. were requesting. Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. I didn't even think you could still download. Yeah, Rock Band Four is still they're still releasing stuff every oh, okay. every week, every two weeks, something like that. Oh wow! What yeah. system is it on? We played on the PS4. Okay. Cool. But it's also on Xbone. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> anyway, Rock Band stuff is good. I like... Mm. I'll, I'll go back there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did they have that? In one of the rooms or...? Yeah, like, you know, the upstairs area, like mm. across where the smaller theatres are. So, in between... There's a few smaller rooms where, like, you would see the... The bring your own computer area. Mm. Just a room like that mm. set aside. Right. Who does bring their own computer? Seriously. It's a LAN party. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it just seems I really mean, weird. It, 20 years ago, this is what we all oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know totally fine for, like, that time, that place. But it's just, like, with these days, like, the modern games, mm. it just seems really surprising. I guess that's from my own, like, experience of trying to organize LAN parties within the last 10 years and just mm. meeting such fierce resistance. Mm. Yeah, I just right. play online. I'm like, no, but that's the point. You all get in a room. <laughs> you get pizza. You, you know. Yep. You stand up and yell at each other from across the dining table. <laughs> that mm. Maybe that's why it happens because it's kind of like the dregs of everyone that wants it and it takes a massive convention for those dregs to come together and make yeah. something significant enough to ah. actually make it happen. So the reason we get out the Jaguar. <laughs> I, I mean, like Jaguar. yeah, arguably the classics area is a similar situation, I suppose. Hmm. Although having said that, they have uh, their weird and retro club there, hmm. which is pretty cool. Denny asked if we met Daz and Tagster while we were there. We met Daz. Yeah. Um, but Tagster, no. No, he, I, I saw him when he, he was lining up, maybe for Cigarelli or... Oh, okay. He, he, was, he was trying to play one of the comp games and he was like in the line. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think he said a really good time oh. on, but it was beaten pretty quickly. Oh. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't manage to catch up with Tagster for yeah. whatever reason. Um, but Daz, I did. I did meet um, Daz and Tagster from the Arcade Perfect podcast. Mm-hmm. Check that out because that's a fantastic retro podcast. 
Um, oh, we did do something else on that first day. That was the best and the best worst games: Aliens, oh. Colonial Marines. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a panel of a bunch of people sitting down who had previously gone through and played through Aliens, Colonial Marines, and then talking about what a horrible experience it was <laughs> <laughs> and how broken the game is. Yeah. The funny thing was for me, as an observer was that the stuff they were showing looked really, really cool, mm. actually. Because, mm. you know, it's all just video. You're just sitting there passively watching it. You're hearing these fantastic sounds of, you know, the pulse rifles mm. and the aliens screaming and the darkness mm. and things jumping out. Mm. That all looked really, really great. Mm -hmm. What you don't experience as an observer is actually playing that stuff and how broken it is. Mm. <laughs> um, but they did a good job of sort of explaining that. Yeah. So. I remember yeah. being excited when that game was being released. Yes. And mm. I think a lot of people <laughs> were. Me too. I bought seeing... the game day one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I wasn't that excited. I just remember <laughs> seeing the reviews being like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they make it good? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Much like the films. <laughs> the re Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? There's some okay <clears throat> later films. Are we talking oh, about later yeah, ones? But, but the first two, you were okay with, right? Oh, the first two are amazing. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, Alien and Aliens, yeah. Jesus. They're mm. some of the best films ever made. <laughs> but the main takeaway from that is the thing that I'm still, you know, a firm believer of. doesn't mm -hmm. matter how bad the game is. You're uh -huh. playing in, in co-op. Yeah, it's fun. It's all fun anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're having a lot of fun with people. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's broken. It's yeah. more fun. You can laugh at the game too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, second day, we went and saw a panel called the Sega Masters. Oh, yeah. That was a bunch of guys who had previously worked on the uh, the Sega Hotline. Yeah. Yeah, giving out hints and tips to people who, back in the day, used telephones. Mm. I know. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No so, internet. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand how that was so... If, from what I got from that was that this was like mostly an Australian thing it didn't happen overseas or not much like it was something mm. that this panel Aussie was definitely kind of put Australian focused yeah right but um but like the on these Sega games there might be a sticker oh yeah there's probably a ring the Aussie soft hotline yeah. Yeah. yeah we're surrounded by Sega games at the moment I'm sure you could Easily point out any number of them with the mm. Sega hotline on there, mm. and yeah. that was manned by these guys yeah. who were on this panel. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that was really cool. Um, Synth Spaces was there, mm -hmm. he's sort of like I was gonna say celebrity, I don't know if he's a celebrity, <laughs> but he's a guy on social media who you know does a bunch of stuff about mm -hmm. Sega. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they talked about their days back then, how they got. Started working for Sega, then mm. they went on to working on various magazines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Various silly stories. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. One that I remember was that they said that when it got really late in the day and they were sort of, you know, mucking around and sort of bored and it was time to knock off, they'd actually patch a caller into mm. another caller. Mm. So the caller would be talking to the other caller going... <laughs> So, I don't know what to do in this particular spot. And the other guy's going, ah, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And they just sit back and laugh about mm. this whole entire thing going on. Mm. At $4 a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Very unprofessional. The, but, you know. the other running joke is the, the Alex kid 
pattern for the. Oh yeah. The, so they're saying like, uh, as yes. soon as someone called in, so I'm in a room with Pert. They they knew exactly <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a really good panel. Really it was, enjoyed that. It's and, funny. and they recite the whole thing like yeah. all together. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it actually the pod on okay. Twitch because mm. I was interested. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. And the thing about patching the calls, I think it's something that today I don't think I'd believe it. But back then, I think people didn't weren't as aware of what technology could do and. Hmm. It it would definitely not be so obvious as it would be today. That makes sense. Like, hmm. if you called and then you were talking to another customer, I think you would know straight away. Hmm. But back then, I think you weren't. People weren't that savvy about how the technology worked. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I could see that. And also, it was a it was a much smaller operation than what I would have thought. Oh yeah. Um, as a from a customer point of view, yeah, you know, it's literally like four or five of them in an office, yeah, um, yeah. And, and the other thing I was surprised about was it seems as though they indicated that it wasn't done as a way to make money off the phone calls because at the beginning it was just a normal local call, yeah, cost, yeah. And so it seems like it was actually set up. Um, from more of a support point of view at the beginning, probably as they were trying to pull some of the market share, you know, yep. from Nintendo. Yeah, um, they did say that um, they got bought out by some telemarketing company. Mm. And as soon as that happened, they started putting in that thing, like Matt said, the $4 a minute or whatever it was. Mm. And immediately that just changed everything. Mm. And, and that was when they all started leaving. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very much changed at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of funny listening to them talk about, you know, like Sega from the US sending them ROM chips of mm. Sonic yeah. 2, prototype Sonic 2, and what they'd have to do is, you know, take these ROM chips and plug them into these boards that would plug into their consoles that they could play. Yeah. They had to set these certain dip switches depending on the ROMs. and. Mm. Yeah, and they said they basically don't have any of this stuff anymore. It's mm. all just gone to the tip because mm. back then, you know, no one cared about this stuff. It's like, mm. it's it's old now, we'll throw it away. Mm. Whereas these days, we're like, my God, how awesome would that be to have, <laughs> to have that yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And Denny in the chats posted a photo of a Master System 2 of his with a... Sega Hotline sticker stuck on top. Gigantic sticker. Yeah, I've got one of those stickers as well, stuck on my water heater at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was fun. That was cool. Hmm. Um, What else? Uh, Day two. Doom was probably day two. Yeah. Yeah. So we were... I can't remember what oh. we were doing. We were coming back from that, that panel. Oh, okay. Well, this yeah. ties in very nicely then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're coming back from that panel. We ended at the same time that the Doom 2 tournament was scheduled to start. Yeah. And based on other tournaments, we thought, oh, we can just rock up. It'll be fine. <laughs> we rocked up and uh, we were informed, oh, no, sorry, we're already at capacity. Mm. Filled up. Mm. Uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, I, I had no burning desire to be destroyed in Doom. Um, <laughs> I was good back in the day, but 
especially standing there watching that competition happening, there were guys there that knew that knew how to play Doom mm. intimately. There were guys there wearing Doom t-shirts, yeah. and not the way you're wearing a Doom t-shirt now, which is like, hey, Doom's a cool game. Yeah. <laughs> These guys turned up to the tournament wearing Doom shirts because they fucking like Doom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they play it a lot. Um, I thought you were going to say like they were like Doom Clan t-shirts from back in the day or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those guys were really, really, really good. Um, so that was entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, some of those guys, uh, you know, like as soon as a door opens, they knew exactly where the other guy was and they'd fire before they even see the other person and pff, they're dead in one shot and, mm. you know, stuff like that. Um, but afterwards, once that all finished and the guy who won won, you and I sat down together to play it. Yeah. And, you know, me thinking a little bit confidently, you know, I know how to play Doom. I'll do all right. Um, I just got destroyed by you. It, it was embarrassing. It was really, really embarrassing. <laughs> but I blame the fact that uh, for my control setup, I, I have uh, what F- FCXV. For my left hand. So, a lot of people use WASD. Everyone knows WASD, right? W-A-S-D. Mm-hmm. The right way. <laughs> that, that's one way to describe it. Whereas I, I've always used FCXV. Now, if you look at a keyboard, F and C, which is your up and down, is more leaning to the right. Mm. Whereas WASD is leaning to the left. Mm. Now, for me, when I started playing these games... I looked at the orientation of my hand when I lay it on a keyboard and it automatically mm. sort of goes to the right. Mm. So I, it was just natural for me, FCXV. Mm. That's mm. how I've always played. Mm. But everyone's WASD. These games were set up as WASD. Mm. I had a lot of trouble. Mm. I just, just even moving around, I was wow. fucked. So it was embarrassing. There was people around us watching and I felt oh, really were? bad. Yeah. Oh. You need your keyboard on like an 85 degree angle like the CSGO pros. I should have done that, you know. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Yeah. I didn't think of it at the time. One of those ergonomic ones that's split right down the middle with the uh, two yeah, space yeah. bars. Oh, wow. Hmm. So I'm used <laughs> to the arrow keys and numpad. So your hands were like squished together and you were trying to... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was still fun. Um, anything else happened on the second day that you remember, Matt, with two T's? Uh, oh, with the Doom setup, were there was there a, were they ball mouse or laser? They had optical. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Optical. Well, maybe laser. But which one were you guys on? Like, which one was on the left computer? Which one was I on the right? computer? I played on the left one, which is the newer mouse. Um, is that right? I thought I was on the left. Were you on? W- really? Because the left one had the screen that was higher, but it was smaller and clearer. And the one mm. on the right had the more faded screen, but, but it, was it was bigger. bigger. Yeah, I remember. I think it was Aaron <sighs> explaining that. Yeah. yeah. And the both of them have pros and cons. Yeah. The one on the <laughs> right also had the sound canvas hooked up to it, <laughs> which was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I sat down the first day to set it up. I'm like, why is there no sound? And I've looked at the gigantic tower the size of a child that they had standing <laughs> next to it. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, seeing oh, that. no yeah. one's turned on the sound canvas. Oh, there we go. Right. Turned it on. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I remember seeing that tower and just thinking, thank God we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a monster. They, they literally sought it out. 
for like packs. <laughs> like they wanted to oh, find really? one that was ridiculously yeah, right. large. <laughs> yeah. It was a thing back in the day, wasn't it? I mean, it's not that you necessarily needed a giant tower. It was just because it was a giant tower. Mm. It looked really Part cool. Of furniture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you had the clear perspex side and, you know, <laughs> LED lights. Right. <laughs> More now. No, yeah. Cold cathode lights. Oh, of course. My water cooling. My original Xbox has cold cathodes in it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I modded it back in the day. I've got one of the the like platinum ones, the crystal clear ones, mm. and I've got like orange cold cathodes mm. along the front of it. Yeah, LEDs wow. all around the top. And yeah, uh, wow. We're seeing a different window into your life right now. Yeah, that was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's you know that unusual. It's no, it sounds a lot yeah, it's like my common. life back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, that was an early project for me. <laughs> I've since learned the error of my ways, and now all my modifications look like there's nothing changed with the console at all. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Stealth. Uh, we also went to a panel called Playing Games Wrong, Breaking Games for Fun. Yep. That was really, really, really cool. Uh as someone who is into speedrunning, glitch finding, um, you know, ways to break games or find games within games, I found that really fascinating because these are, some of them were academics in universities, others were just, you know, streamers who do this stuff for fun, um, but yeah, they they try and break games mm. and uh, a bunch of them sort of, I think it was Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, Online? I'm not sure if that's separate. Is is the the playing Red Dead Redemption online? Yeah, I think it was online. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did mention later on that it got patched and they can no longer do all this stuff that they were doing before. Yeah. 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 Basically, the whole thing is like, let's go out of bounds mm. and and explore all the edges of the world, mm. which is apparently a really big area, but, mm. you know, all the bits of... The void areas like out in the middle of nowhere had these really weird yeah. things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd spend weeks trying to figure out how to how to push them through push themselves through the boundaries of the game, get out of bounds, and then just explore stuff that, you know, no one else has ever seen before. And and taking screenshots of these just amazing things. So while they're talking up on the screens they'd have um just uh rolling pictures of all the stuff that they've you know taken pictures of and there's all these just weird bizarre artifacts and edge of the world stuff where there's i think they called it the seam mm. where there's this big straight line across um half of the half of the world basically and then over past that it's just these all weird bizarre things and it's just absolutely beautiful <laughs> really really awesome um and then there was this other guy there who's spent literally years trying to break um, Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hacked the code and enabled developer mode. And Is that Lance? Uh, I don't know. It might be. Lance, He's an Australian guy. Lance McDonald. Could be. Man fight dragon. Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. He's a lovely chap. Very Sorry? clever. He's a lovely chap. Very clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's he spent years trying to break this stuff, and and he was saying like in the starting area of Bloodborne, where you're on this sort of very enclosed space, and yet outside that enclosed space, you can see all these other 
areas around the world that look like other enclosed spaces that you can't get to. And he was just dying to see what those other spaces look like. And you couldn't because you're stuck in the boundaries of the game. Um, so, yeah, he spent all this time trying to figure out how to break through that. And he did. And he's posting videos of all this kind of stuff. Um, and then another game that he broke was uh, PT, which you'd never heard of, Matt. No. You guys know what PT is? Playable teaser. Yeah. I didn't say that's <laughs> what it was. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I said prototype. Oh, I don't know. But maybe. playable teaser yeah. sounds better. Yeah. I think that's what it officially was. Like, mm. when we worked out in the end, it was just playable teaser. But yeah. they just called it PT. Yep. Yeah, so it's a, it was a demo released by Konami on the PS3 or PS4? I think it was a PS4. Okay. Um, Very early PS4. Yep. And basically, you are just walking first person down a corridor, turning around the corner, going through a room, and then when you get to the end of that, you go back to the beginning, and you do it again. Then you go back to the beginning, and you do it again. And every time you do that, it's just a slight thing changes, just little tiny changes, and eventually it gets really creepy, and <laughs> you know various little things are happening, and... Um, this sort of ghostly image starts sort of haunting you and you basically got to try and figure out how to get out of there. And I think people online spent months trying to figure out how to, how to actually finish it. Um, but someone finally did finish, uh, figure out how to finish it. And what happened when they did finish it was that it went to a trailer, which played a thing saying, you know, Kojima, Hideo Kojima, um, other guys, and it was going to be a Silent Hill sequel mm -hmm. called Silent Hills. And, um, you know, everybody lost their shit. Oh, my God, Konami's making another Silent Hill game, this PT thing. It's amazing. Then Konami pulled the plug. PT disappeared. You're not allowed to play it anymore. Um, I think if you have it downloaded onto your PS4 or whichever you can still play it, but otherwise it's it's no longer available. It's like a completely, you know... It's the flappy bird of the PS4. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't put it a better a better way. <laughs> um, but this guy, Lance, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Lance. He, he wanted to figure out, you know, what's, what's beyond that. Can you see the world of Silent Hill a little bit further? Um, he figured out some really interesting things like um, if you do something in particular, then you go into that part where it starts playing the trailer. Your character falls through the world and then it shows like this big scary image or whatever. And well, was that part of the thing? Like people thought it was a trailer, like a movie, but mm. it's actually a rendered yeah, it's actually area. It's rendered. Yeah, that's what he figured out in yeah. the end. So he he actually ended his, or not ended his talk, but... Basically, what he was getting to was, by the end of it, that this is a... He's going to show us a video that no one in the world has ever seen before. And this is the result of his year's worth of work. And that's him playing through the area that, that is played like a trailer in the trailer. But you can actually play through it. You can walk through it. You can walk through the areas of Silent Hill. And this is all solid stuff. You can look around to the left and the right and... And so he played this video of him playing through this area and that was just absolutely amazing. So that was a really, really cool panel. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. Sounds interesting. Mm. Yeah. 
He's done some good stuff. He's done a lot of stuff on um, the original Silent Hill as well. All right. I think last year he did a panel on that. Hmm. So he brought like an original PS1 and he had it hooked up to his old laptop and he had it on the projector and he was having issues getting everything to, to talk to each other. Hmm. But eventually like got it and he could like turn off the fog and increase the draw distance and he was like really pushing the PS1 where it was starting to chug and hmm. complain and yeah, he was able to meld and change things how he wanted to kind of show off like they're actually you know really pushing the system at the time like yeah it's all oh the fog is there because they want it to look creepy but it's but really also, just because yeah, yeah the graphics can't handle it but yeah the draw distance like, yeah if you look underneath with all the fog and everything there is heaps going on which is why they had to mm. have all that there mm. Mm. so yeah he does some good stuff mm. Was that a panel at PAX? Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, he did I a panel last year, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. But he has a YouTube channel too that he yep. posts a lot of this stuff too. Like after he does stuff like this, then he'll post it up onto his YouTube yep. channel. Yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. Um, then after that, I think we went to the Amigathon final round. Mm-hmm. On day three we did. Yeah. This th- you know, Are we day two? I don't know, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing count of the days. Yeah. Okay. What that's else happened in day two? No, that's it. Next cool. Day okay, two. so uh, then we went to the Amiga Farm final. <laughs> no, well, because there was Super Hexagon. Ah. Micro Hexagon. Micro Hexagon. Micro Hexagon, yes. I saw that getting played. That looked crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't play it. No. <laughs> My brain would fall apart. Hmm. Yeah. Micro Hexagon is a C64 version of a game called Super Hexagon which is basically shapes... How, how can you even describe you, you're this? You're this little triangle in the middle. Uh-huh. And, and there's walls squeezing towards the centre of the screen and you're just kind of not trying to get crushed by the walls. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're basically moving left or right mm. in a which, sort of yeah, circular which around motion yeah. and trying to get through the gaps as yeah. the walls close in around you. What's, what platform is it on? This we're playing on C sixty four. Yeah, hmm. what's the original? I think originally it's on PC. Hmm. But you can get it I, on phone now as yeah, well. It's on okay. All the things now. I think it was interesting because I think there was at least three people in that competition for Micro Hexagon who, when they were waiting for their turn, were playing Super Hexagon on their phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those guys were serious. One of the guys that did the um, Sega Rally one said he was going to go over to the micro hexagon and he was saying to me like quite casually he's like oh yeah my mate's coming down too he's like completely 100 percented the pc version of it and he's got like one of the highest scores in the world and blah blah blah." i'm like my god yeah (laughs) yeah one of the guys i was talking to said um flying over from somewhere like the us or something he played it for 10 hours straight wow (laughs) i'm surprised that person is still alive yeah. Imagine looking away, like when you play Guitar Hero or Rock Band for too long and you get that thing where everything's yeah, moving yeah. up, yep. would everything be like crushing into a yeah, focal point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just that. I mean, the, the graphics are flashing all sort of multicolours. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. so this one starts doing a thing after, I don't know, a minute or so, where the screen's just doing disco mode, the colours yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it, there definitely needs to be probably. an epilepsy warning on that thing. Uh, yeah, there must I, th- be. I think I looked over at it at one point when I was walking past and I stared at it for like 30 seconds and I had to like <laughs> divert my eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is yeah. one where, unlike all the other 
tournament games so far where it was all one shot, this one was repeatable. So because the game is so short, like mm. most people play in like a minute. Mm. And so we're all like rotating around playing over and over. And, and so I, you know, my first play, I got this score that stood for like half an hour. I'm like, mm. oh, what's going on? <laughs> you know, but the, the thing went on for a while and the people eventually beat it and yeah. I could not beat basically the time that I set the first time I played. Yeah. Yeah, I just stood there and watched <laughs> when I yeah. could. I couldn't. I, yeah. There's no way I could play that. Yeah. We're just, watching and strategizing. So like, this, this thing, you know, if if you get the if you get the C shape, and you should just expect that the next C shape is going to be coming, and it's always on the other side. You know, yeah. Like at this time, it speeds up. You know, this mm-hmm. happens here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all all this this strategy going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This simple game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So you didn't win that one. I did not. No. Someone else won that one. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was one of... Um, one of the like twins. One of the, yeah. Yeah, there was, there there was, was these twins there who were very good. Yeah. So one of the twins won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You couldn't tell which one. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Um, I think it was on that day as well, Tongue came around and was talking to us about Micro Hexagon. Yeah, he was playing too, I think. Yeah. Was he? No, was he? Oh, crap, maybe not. Because I, I seem to recall <coughs> talking to him and saying, oh, are you going to play in this? And he said, oh, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I said, oh, why? And he said, oh, I just oh. won the Street Fighter Five competition. And I'm oh, like, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> you won an actual competitive game? That's that's absolutely amazing. I not, mean, it's not just a, an actual competitive game either. It's probably the most competitive yeah. s- fighting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One that requires the most absolute skill. And, mm. I mean, you know, I'm talking about people talking up, uh, walking up to a Doom competition wearing Doom shirts, so they're taking it seriously. Mm. Imagine what people are doing with Street Fighter Five. All the best players in Australia would have been there. They're going to packs just for that competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. and yet. He he won that tournament, so that's just absolutely that's, amazing. He must be pretty good at Street yeah, Fighter. I would say so. Yeah. I think he was trying to be modest about mm. it, but yeah. it seemed like he didn't drop around or something weird like that. Oh, he, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That that's just crazy. I, I didn't know we were amongst royalty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Cool. Um, was that it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. What about you, Matt? Did you? Was there anything else going on besides you organizing things, plugging things back in, making sure children weren't <laughs> running away with cartridges? Um, not really, to be honest. They're like, I looked at all the panels and stuff, and I thought, oh, yeah, some of these seem okay, but there was nothing that really gripped me enough where I was mm. like, I have to see this live. Like Some mm-hmm. things I was like, oh, they'll probably record that. I'll catch it later when I have a chance. Yep. Yeah, most of it was just trying to get things done there on the day and... Mm trying to see what there was like i wanted to see all the indie stuff because i love checking out all the indie things Mm. that are there um and so yeah went up walked through all that and yeah there wasn't too much else really recorded another podcast while i was there oh that's right yeah Mm. you recorded the uh press play on tape podcast yes Mm. my first time on it ah even though you wear the t-shirt yeah, well, I'm, I'm there as, as technical support ah, for right. okay. all the time. But then, yeah, mm. I've been meaning to get onto it, but Aaron's been a bit busy lately, so he hasn't yeah. been recording as many episodes. So yep. he took this yep. as a good opportunity to get into it. Have, mm. Haven't you been on Press Play on Tape before? 
no. No? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, last year at PAX. I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. that's the last episode as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Mark <laughs> I may be wrong, but... <laughs> right, yeah, okay. And then there was one at this PAX. So Mark <laughs> killed it for a year. <laughs> yes, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky to remember what happened last week, let alone... <laughs> without this these notes, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so who else was there recording Press Play on tape? Uh, so we had Damien, who's normally on the uh, the press play. Aaron, mm. of course, who's mm-hmm. the host. Uh, Daz was there. Oh, yeah. So he's the cool. previous host of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then myself. Yeah, nice. All C64 boys. Yeah. So well, it was that's, very, that's uh, the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying not to be too biased, but it ended up just working no, out it's that way. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure in... The episode I was on last year, we also talked about the Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, Aaron and I need to get together and talk about anything else. <laughs> no, I'll just keep talking about the Commodore 64. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the second day I was there, I was walking past the Doom machines. And, and this lovely gentleman called Richard, which I had no idea who he was at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I recognized him, but... Of course, you meet so many people at these yeah. things that you just, from one year to the next, you just completely forget. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of goes, oh, hey, um, I thought I'd just drop around quickly. Uh, I've got a gift for you guys. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, And I was just expecting, you know, just whatever, like a little thing. Mm-hmm. And so he pl- plops down his backpack and he reaches into his pack bag and he pulls out an Atari 400 computer. What? And he goes, oh, here you go. He's like, this was my dad's. I... Grew up playing on this. My dad didn't like the keyboard, so he modified it so it had like a serial port on the side where he could plug in another keyboard. Holy oh, crap. And he goes, this is how I learned to code. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow. And then, yeah, I spoke to some of the other guys. I'm like, some guy randomly handed me an Atari 400. <laughs> and yeah, eventually, Oz Retro Gamer said, oh, that was that was Richard. He said to me he was going to drop around. I said, oh, hmm. Do you want it then? Obviously, he meant it for you. And he's like, I'm not going to use it. He's mm. like, he brought it around so we could like use it for future things. Yep. And yep. he's like, but if you want to take it home and clean it up. And I'm like, yeah, I've never even seen one of these in mm. the flesh before, mm. let alone held one. Mm. So I'm like, I will happily give it a home. So mm. I've got that at, at home on the shelf now under the, um, the C64 and the Amiga. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. really cool. Got to pull it apart, clean it up. AV mod it so it can be hooked up and hopefully next year we can hmm. set it up, you know. Yeah, packs, the, yeah. Yeah, one of the other guys there, Tony, who was helping us out, um, he actually codes games for the MSX and stuff. Oh. And he ended up giving me a copy of his game. He goes, oh, here you go. He's like, what, what MSX do you have? And I said, oh, this is the one I'm trying to, like, fix mm. and he goes oh okay and he goes into his bag and he goes oh no that's for this one that's for this one and he goes oh and he pulls out like the specific tape for that specific machine <laughs> and hands it to me and goes here you go I'm like wow oh, cool thanks and then i'm like <laughs> oh like this guy handed me this and he's like oh yeah and he opens a box and he's got all these games that he's brought down well up from tassie to trade wow and he's just like oh here's demon attack it's the randomly I just chucked it in the box. It's for the Atari 400. He's like, you can have it. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That's cool. I mean, that really sums up 
packs, I think. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a community coming together and just, um, yeah, just just enjoying being around other people who are passionate about this kind of stuff. I mean, you, you obviously have the wider packs, which is gaming in general, but you have the specific pockets. I mean, you've got the board gaming area, which is just massive and ridiculous. Mm. Um, you've got the console gaming area. You've got the PC area. You've got the indie area. Um, you've got all the little tournaments that happen. Um, you've got the classic gaming area, which we spend a lot of our time at. And you just get to hang out with people who are passionate about this stuff. And, you know, you, you end up talking to all these people for hours about how awesome this stuff is. So, mm. yeah, it's really, really cool. Mm. Yeah. It's mm. always my favorite part. I think the year that I went down and I wasn't setting anything up and I was just there as a bystander, mm-hmm. I still spent most of my time just down in the classic area just talking to people and, mm. yeah, just catching up. Yep. Yep. It's definitely the best part. Catching up with friends that you don't see for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Even people who live in the same city. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad but true. <laughs> it's a big city. It is. It's really hard to get around Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> I saw um, Ulfie dressed up in a picture. Did you oh, I did do not see. the cosplay yeah. so comp? Or? Last, no, not in the comp. Um, it was funny because I like threw it together in a few days mm. um, just because we had very little time to actually organise anything. Mm. Um, but this year he went as uh, Leon S. Kennedy from the <laughs> Resident Evil 2 oh, remake. Because nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we ended up playing that on stream and Ragda really liked it. Mm. And so my wife just goes, let's make our son that because he's got the lightest hair and, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure, why not? It's not like he could say no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Last year he was um, the Dragonborn. So he was only like four uh, months old. Nice. So <laughs> <laughs> he ended up winning us a few things from Bethesda. Oh, that cool. was good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, uh, Aaron just kind of went... Hey, Matt, Bethesda's giving stuff away. You need to come with me right now. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. And so we all just walked up the other, like into the, the queue hall and they were just like randomly giving stuff away. And I'm standing there with my son and people are like, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing ever. And they like <laughs> held up this huge statue and they're like, who wants this statue? And a few people had seen my son and gone, give it to the baby. <laughs> like, they're like passing it across the top of the crowd, like towards us. And it's like, okay, cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's why you have children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they destroy everything else. So you got to make up for it. Yeah, somehow. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, awesome. Then we went to the Amigathon final. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we, we yes. Should, <laughs> are we running a long time? Should we talk about Willy Wonka pinball? Ah, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and, we played Jurassic Park Pinball for the first time ever. Yeah. That we was... also played Oktoberfest. Yes. For the first time ever, which is another pinball machine. Mm. We also played Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the first yeah. time ever. What did you think of the pinball machine? It's Jersey Jack, oh. it's Pat Lawler, mm. who's famous pinball game designer. He's done Funhouse, Adam's Family... Uh, what else? Twilight Zone. Dialed in. Dialed in. A bunch of really good pinball mm. machines. Um, what do you think? So, in general, positive. Um, <clears throat> I guess we didn't get a lot of play because it was pretty popular. I had to mm. line up. Had to line up. Mm. Oh, oh, and remember there was that small child? It's a big problem in, in the whole area <laughs> where people you know, just, just press start a bunch of times. They're playing out a four-player game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and sometimes yeah. you know, walk away from it, and you know, so, mm. and this, and occasionally, well, this this kid would you know play the game <laughs> and then start a new game. And, and yeah, like, uh, I don't know if we're gonna. Don't know. Yeah. And there was this little girl who, um, she was jumping from machine to machine, regardless of the cues that were behind it. You know, that's fine. She's a little girl; she doesn't really know. And she was having a great time. She was really into it, actually. Um, and she. I think she ran over, she she was playing a four-player game on Willy Wonka that we were lining up for, <laughs> and then she finished all of those, and then she ran off and pushed in front of other people to play another game, and then we were about to stand up and, and press start, and then she ran over to our machine, and she's sort of like, you know, at the side of it going, eh, you know, and, I'm, and I walked up to her and said, oh, can we play now? And she's like, yeah. And then she pressed the start button 20 times and then just started playing. And so we're like, oh, okay, well, let's, uh, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, well, where are these people's parents? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. I would not let my kid do that. She was having fun, though. Well, that's good for her. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't Aaron's daughter. Because no. <laughs> she was No, there. it wasn't. No, okay. we know Aaron's daughter. All right. Yeah. Mm. She's usually, like really good at waiting in lines and mm. stuff like that. So, I was like, mm. I hope that's not her. No, it doesn't it sound like her. No. This little girl, <clears throat> she was much younger. Uh, um, yeah. She was just having fun. Mm. I saw one other kid throw a tantrum on the oh, uh, really? Super Nintendo. Yeah. He was obviously trying to finish some level and his parents were like, no, we have to go. Yeah. Uh, and he just lost it. Started <laughs> screaming and like threw down the controller and... We're just like, oh. I've never done anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I need to do this. <laughs> Arcade and Pinball has this problem, that problem when it's on free play, mm. that people can just keep hitting start. And it, yeah, it's right. actually something that I get very frustrated about. And I remember thinking the solution was to actually not put them on free play and have coins, yeah. but... I've since kind of realized that people get the shits when they pay for a ticket to enter an event and then they get inside the event and the games cost money to play, which is mm. really weird because they'll happily buy a lunch, mm. but if you ha they have to pay a dollar to play a game, they're like, what? I already yeah. paid for a ticket. Yeah. And so it's not something that would bother me, but um, I realized that it's a problem for a lot of people. Which yeah. is a real shame because it would be a really good solution, I think, for that. Because just having to pay money, it stops people from doing that. They have to mm. think twice before they hit start again. 
And, yeah. Uh, and we, we talked about this while we are waiting in line for some games. I mean, you could easily just set up the system where once you press the start button, it puts one player in, no matter how many times you press it after that. It's just one player. And until the game's finished, then you can press the start again and it just puts up one player again. You can't put any more than one player in. Can um, you set up arcades to do that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Probably not, but mm. I think that would be one solution. Mm. I mean, we haven't even had one uh, time, might have been Oktoberfest or Wonka, I can't remember, but there was this guy playing in front of us. We were lined up, we were, we were waiting, and he was playing mm. his game. Just a one-player game, so that's great. Mm-hmm. And he'd play his game, he'd finish, and then he'd sort of look a little bit behind him, and then he'd just press the start button again and start playing again. Mm. And I was like, okay, he's, he's a casual, whatever, I'll let him get away with that, mm. that's, that's fine. Then he plays, then he plays, he plays, and then he finishes the game, and he sort of looks behind him, and then he presses the start button again. And I was like, I'm not going to let this guy do this three times in a row mm. while there's a queue behind us. It's not just me and Matt, it's a bunch of other people. Mm. So I tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, look, there's a queue behind you, um, you know, you're, you're just playing. And he was like, oh, well, I've been waiting for 40 minutes for this mm. game. That's always yeah. the justification. And then he just walked away and he was really pissed off. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's been waiting 40 minutes no, for this fucking game. The queue was like a minute long because we, had, we, were, we were playing the machine right next to it. Yeah. Mm. You know, like... There was not many people. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he, he yeah. probably played. He was exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It yeah. was like, come on, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I did play the baseball one like three times in a row. But mm. I think that's because like I I'd, I'd finish and I go oh, and then I'd literally turn around and there'd be no one behind me mm. and I'd be like, ah, another game. Yeah. Yeah, there's no one behind that's me. The fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's the etiquette. Like you. Even with pinball too, I mean, you can turn around and say, does anyone want to play? And you don't even necessarily have to get off. You just play a two-player game with mm. the person that's waiting. Mm. Yeah. You know, you don't have to stop necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just, but, but at least turn around and say, is anyone waiting, you know, to have a go at this or does anyone want to play? Yeah. Or see if there's someone behind you waiting. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know. So we were starting two-player games because, you know, we're, we're friends. We're waiting mm. in the line together. Um, and if there was someone else behind us, I'd always say, hey, do you want to join us for a three-player game? Mm. Generally, they'd say no, and they'd just wait until we're finished. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, it's it's not hard. Mm. Not hard to be nice. Mm. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, just people just don't think about those sorts of things, and they're just totally oblivious. I guess, you know, we're used to the way arcades play. Um, some of the people who are even... Adults now, I guess, would have never visited uh, uh, an arcade. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah, they don't understand the idea of putting a coin on the machine, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Hollow Ponds in the chat says there were two dudes who quad started in front of him, which was uh, super annoying, but he would rather wait than play a, pay a dollar. I think the one player <laughs> thing is a good idea. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I know that the the Vendetta machine that they had there that actually had to have a coin put into it to start. All oh, right. And on the first day, we were having an issue because no one had a coin. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, who's got cash? And we'd all just go, ah, uh, no. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they had to run off and get, like, 
a 20 cent coin from someone come back and then yeah <laughs> just put it on the machine with a little note saying don't take this coin this is the start of the machine <laughs> nice yeah uh yeah so Willy Wonka was cool yep. I didn't mind it uh we also played Oktoberfest I thought that was okay yeah probably not <laughs> as uh I didn't enjoy it as much as uh, their other game Houdini yep. and I don't know why I can't really explain why but Houdini played a bit longer, I think. Hmm. And and I was explaining the my usual benchmark is if I can get multi ball, then then it's probably okay game. Mm-hmm. Could not get multi ball. <laughs> right. I'm okay. not first. There you go. <laughs> that must be why I don't like The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. I think I get multi ball like twenty percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty tough game. Uh, when it was all over, we went to Bartronico. Yeah, wait, we're not going to talk about the finale. Oh, we could. Yeah. Yeah, the Amigathon. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 They were playing some Is crab duel game. Crab, mm. oh, I should, probably should look that up. I checked crab oh. Crab. Fight crab? Fight crab, maybe. Is that what it's called? Is it like crabs with swords and stuff? Yeah. 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 I've been waiting for that to come out and switch for a while That's now. That's not out. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, there's I think like they demos like on a PC. beta version. Okay. It's not actually out. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I saw that and I was like, I need this game in my life. <laughs> That's yeah, they a crab holding the... his Y hand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they played it in the final for the Amigathon. That was pretty funny. Oh, man. Well, they couldn't really tell what was going on yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Just yeah. a lot of limbs I think and things flying about. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've played some of the previous games, which are like very similar, but without the medieval weaponry. Right. And yeah, it's like you are a lobster and you need to defend your territory (laughs) by, you know, like grabbing up your enemy and throwing them and attacking them and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is pretty ridiculous. But (laughs) it was on the phone. So I was just like, this controls like garbage. (laughs) Yeah, there was a, you, you could select your crustacean, your weapons and I think in the first round, or maybe in the first and second round, the the lady she chose a, a seal. Yeah, well, to so ride. scrolling through the list, right, <laughs> and they come across a seal, and the crowd is like, "Pick the seal!" And so, what are you going to do? Why wouldn't you pick the seal? Well, maybe it's not very good. It turned out it wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you kind of sort of. I was going to say limp or sliver, but it's not a, not either of those things. Kind it's of kind bounced of, a bit. Yeah, mm. and then the seal fell off, and then mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I looked at the vod for this as well. Yeah, and it seemed like maybe she could move a lot faster on the seal, but mm. then the control seemed a lot less like maneuverable, I yeah. suppose, and it made her a bigger target. Yeah, mm. that's that's what it seemed mm. from what I could see. But then I didn't understand the health system at all. They had percentages, oh, yeah. and it just kept going up. Up, oh, yeah, hmm. like like in Smash Brothers. But I was going to say oh, Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. Is that how it worked? I don't know because in Smash Brothers, that makes you you it, you. It's like how it's, you're more prone to fly off the stage. You yeah, fly further. The it higher your like they lose, they lose when they land on their backs. I can get pinned. Yeah, like they oh. flip over and and right. I don't actually I don't know if it was a pinning, yeah, but like it will count down when they're when they're on their on back. back. Yeah, mm. oh, I need this game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very rowdy, like as as these things always are. Like mm. the crowd's fully 
doesn't matter the game like hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. up and cheering in that yeah mm-hmm. the last uh, uh, last year Amigathon final was was kind of weird for me because that was Street Fighter 2 remember was that last year? I that think it was, was a year. year. Yeah. Was it Street Fighter 2? Yeah. Was- and I was like, why would you choose this for a final? Mm. Because it's not very casual. If you've got someone who's really good at this game, it's just going to be a whitewash. There's yeah. no competition. Yeah. But it just turned out that both players were absolutely shit. Yeah. And had no idea what they were doing. Mm. And that was even worse because mm. they were just button mashing. Maybe that's it why was it just- got chosen. Or well, how would you know, I guess, yeah. unless yeah. you asked them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And was, I wonder if it's chosen like prior, like if they know months in advance or if it's kind of like, let's see how the people we have are mm. and mm. then we will like choose mm. one of the mm. X number of things. Mm. Usually it's something strange. Or yeah. I, think I mean, you couldn't, as, you couldn't yeah. do last minute anyway. As, as a contrast, the year before when I was there, they had Crossy Road, yeah. but ah, yes. they had it on that like balance board yeah. controller yeah, yeah, yeah. so they like was, that was great yeah mm. so you had like a it was one of those things it's like a ring with a um like a blown up ball yeah. in the middle that you have to balance on and they'd wired it up so that it had four directions yeah and they had to stand on it and control it that way and that looked really hard mm. <laughs> god <laughs> yeah i'd be able to do that that was really crazy and <laughs> so many times when like they'd be out on the road and everyone would be like, oh my God, and there's like no traffic coming and yep. they'd move just in time. That was really cool. Yeah. Then we went to Bartronico. Yep. Or have you got more to say about the crab game? No, just that the guy that the guy that came second last year came second again this year. Yes, he oh, did. really? The Muffin yeah. Man. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Muffin Man is the permanent number two. Yeah. Which means mm. he gets to be an Omega Knot next year as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, he will also That's be crazy. number two yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Imagine if you were like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to PAX next year. And then you become the runner-up and you're like, okay, I have to go back. Looks <laughs> 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 um, like if like, some commitment came up. Bartronica. Yes. We went. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I mean, I went previous to that on yeah. another night without you and played a bunch of games and that was fun. Uh, but then we went together on the Sunday night yeah. and they've rearranged the space. So it's different to how it was last year. I, for some reason, thought uh, it was going to be bigger. It's not bigger. It's the same space. They've just rearranged it. They have more games, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it's the same space, they have more games, it actually flows better mm-hmm. somehow. I don't know how that works, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easier to get a drink. I wasn't waiting 40 minutes to get a drink this well, time. Well, it wasn't as crowded. Uh, it was on the night that I went, that you oh, weren't there. Okay. Yeah. If not more so. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether being able to get a drink was easier because the manager was there and he was really on top of things. That's probably a big part of it. Mm. Um, but it just seemed to work, work better, mm. the whole place. Um, yeah, what did you think of the new space? Um, yeah, they. It, it, I think it was more themed now. Like, they had mm. more, like, art and stuff mm. up. 
Um, they had at least seven N64s. Yeah, that's the real... <laughs> holy mm, crap, why? The superior yeah. console. Because, so they used to have, you know, like little seated areas, like a corner couch, you know, and one or two consoles. And there was mm. like a few of them before. Now there's there's a couple still like that, but then there's like whole booths, like rooms. Mm. Yeah. And and actually a private area, like a, whole, mm. like a sealed off bit, mm. which had two Nintendo 64s in it, I think. Yeah. And why? And they're all Nintendo. Why? It was like <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Why? It was like one station was Mega Drive and SNES, and the rest were Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, hmm. that was funny. Maybe that was a, these people. Maybe that was an artifact <laughs> of the the Apple thing. Maybe they were having like a Mario oh. Kart competition or something. Wrong no, choices all around. So. These obviously. were permanent installations. Okay, <laughs> it has sixty four on the title, Mark. I thought you'd love it. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah so some of these well most of these uh areas had tables like this which is a table in front of us at the moment for the readers oh, um <laughs> but in the middle was like a glass dome yeah and the n64 was in yeah. the dome yeah. and then the controllers come out from there mm. um so they had a lot of those mm. Stop people from trying to rip them out and throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit weirder, like because further down there's an Atari. <laughs> they had a flashback Atari in one in a like a. Mm. It was like encased in in you know perspex thingy. Yeah. And you put on a game that needs to you need to do things with. Yeah. So like it's kind of <clears throat> squeeze my skinny hand in under the thing to like yeah, press I, had, I had to force the perspex thingy <laughs> up so Matt could reach in and press the button to start the game. Oh yeah, because you gotta press reset. That's the other yeah. thing, yeah. Of course. So I no, don't think they really thought about this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no good if you're trying to play Ghostbusters, because that was the only way to get to the marshmallow man. Yeah. You had to flick the switch on the Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And yeah, like, you know, I'm looking through the games like, oh, I want to play Star Master. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. But overall, I think the, yeah, the new fit out was really good. I liked it. They have a lot of games there. They had a lot of dedicated cabs. Like I've never seen a Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja dedicated cab. Mm. And even though they're not really dedicated cabs, they're like um, kit cabs mm, but mm. it's got the full kit it's got the marquee it's got the control panel it's got mm. the side art mm-hmm. um what else did they have there that's was that was that game called rastan yeah yeah what was the racing one? Oh, was that indie was it also indie 500 it was something like that <laughs> <laughs> and that was a cool game <laughs> yeah that was really cool yeah it was like a stand-up thing with the wheel, the driving controller, oh. like wheel. It just spins mm. around and you're just driving up on the flat oh. road. Yeah. yeah, okay. really fast. That was a lot of fun. Mm. That was a dedicated cab. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no LCDs, all None. sort of original stuff as far as we could tell. Mm. Matt's thinking about LCDs right now. Yeah, no. I don't think there was any LCDs. Mm. That's good. Some... There was quite a few cabs with issues with controls, but that's going to happen. Mm. Um, overall, yeah, pretty good. There was a um, Ninja Turtles pizza drop. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that thing? Oh, this thing was the was worst. That thing? I know that. You put the pizza in the top and it drops through the thing and you have to try and get it. It's like one of those really big sort of um, marble flick yeah. toys. But it's you put like the pizza you, you put in the, the pizza top. In that's, the top. That's generous. 
<laughs> you <Okay>. put <laughs> softball basically. It was just a ball. It was a oh, golf really? ball. It was a, a little white ball. ball. That's a pizza, apparently. Yeah, like mm. yeah, pizza. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You have to <laughs> use your imagination. <laughs> so it wasn't like a disc. It's an actual ball. No, it's a ball. It, it's okay. a ball and you put it in the top and then you have to try and get it to drop into like a target. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was like so sweet. Like, so sweet, it was just basically lit, pachinko lit. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's basically a pachinko. Yeah. I've, I've seen it like once or twice online. <laughs> yeah, and I was one, just like, hmm, I wonder if I could ever get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a very good game. No, no it's no, terrible. It's not, it has no purpose. There's no reason why it exists. That's all. That's all I need. It's just yeah, wrong. <laughs> why? You've obviously never played any of the '90s Ninja Turtle board games. <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, they're they're uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> right. Okay. I've played uh, the little handheld Ninja Turtles uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. The tiger, tiger toys or something. It might be tiger. It's sort of. Long, as opposed to yeah, wide, it's long. I think so. It's garbage as well, but, you yeah. know, it's turtle, so yeah. well, that you're was a kid thing. and you love yeah. it. Mm. Ice cold beer was broken. Yeah. That's really? a shame. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was making some really strange sounds like it was going to catch fire at any moment. <laughs> yeah, well, look, the um, bar was, like, extended. It's far down on the right and as far high on the left as it could go. Yeah. Mm. And, and it was... Mm. The game it, was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then the next time we walked around, it was turned off, which was probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. Mm. Well, that mm. was like when they had the they had the old pinball machines set up there in the pinball area. And on the, the Thursday when we were setting up, they actually had the back open on, I think, the Singapore one. And because it's all actual, like, mechanical yep. Yep. and stuff... They were going through all the test procedures and it was like giving me flashbacks of like nearly electrocuting myself because <laughs> you hear it going and it's going... And it's like, oh. There are a couple of us over there that are, you know, pretty used to pulling things apart. We're all like, oh, shattering every now and again just because we can hear it in the background. We're like, oh, it's not right. Something's going wrong, but that's just how that machine sounded. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. pretty scary. Um... All right, that might do us. Yeah. I think I have to leave. Um, the objective of not recording a mega episode <laughs> has failed. failed. Yeah. As usual, <laughs> it happens every time. So, yeah. It's the norm. <laughs> but thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. John twitches over at twitch.tv, Wago, H-W-A-Y-G-O. Yep. Matt, uh, you're on the Discord. Uh, this one is, yeah. Yeah, Matt with two T's is on the Discord yeah, yeah. as BSS. Yeah. That's BSS. Yeah. Yeah. I streamed some Neo Turf Masters. Ooh. I'm sure that was riveting. Mm. Golf. Actually got a follower out of it. Oh. Yeah. I was surprised too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's there's people out there who like all sorts of stuff. It's a fun game. It, it's supposedly a good a good game. Mm. Mm. We'll play it soon. Mm. Mm. Uh, Matt with one T. Yes. You're a person who does things. I try my best. Yes. 
your uh, tired parents on Twitch. Is that how it's spelled? Yeah, Twitch. Spelled like how it's said. Twitch.com slash tired parents, one word. Mm -hmm. And I'm at K-A-P-I-N-K-O-N-G on Twitter. Yes, Captain Kong and also Captain Kong on the Discord. Yes. Awesome. Um, So thanks for listening to the podcast and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.